this is uh, for the Love Film Podcast, the Tatooine Talk, the second uh, one of these. Um, this is a, the the round table, although it's actually a um, you know uh, rectangle. It's a rectangle. It's a rectangular table talk. Um, so we're going to go around the room, say our name, and I already told these guys you're putting you on the spot. All right, go um, for it. <laughs> going around the table, saying our name, and then saying. Your least favorite Star Wars character, Jar Jar Binks, is off the table. You can't choose Jar Jar Binks. That goes without saying. That's fair. Yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah. Okay. Can I have multiple characters or just I have to choose one? You know, you're an adult. You can make your own right. decisions. Uh, no rules except for Jar Jar Binks. No, I except have a good yeah. and bad reason for, for two sets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I All right. Why don't you go sure. first, then? All right. So, my name is Eric Doucette. Yeah. And my, uh, it's my first podcast that I've ever been on. Welcome. So I'm kind of Yay. excited about that. Um, so, my least favorite. And I lied earlier. You will be edited out, out of this oh, entire yes. conversation. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Continue. <laughs> sad and sad. Um, okay. Least favorite, one of my least favorite characters is that, uh, I don't even know his name, the Gungan Chief, who goes, was so damn annoying, and somebody like that would never be able to lead. Boss 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 Nass. He would never be able to lead those people. Um, So that just... To be fair... They are current administration. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Maybe he's making um, Gungans better again. So Make, making Gungan. What's the what's what, the what is what's that the water world? Yeah, but what's the water world? Specifically? Yeah, the water world on Naboo, uh, wherever that is. I don't know. Gungan that? City, I think. Gungan, yeah, which is sounds, very yeah. Then, original. Yeah, very. And close. then I've got characters that just have always annoyed me because, like, you know, I I'm old enough to have watched them as they got released. Sure. And then I see these four guys, these IG88. And Bosk and Dengar and Forlom and I'm like, these guys need their own movie. You know, oh, I so thought you were saying those, those guys are brilliant, yeah, or like, like, you what? know, they're, they're brilliant, but they're just on the camera. So, like, how do you get that brilliance? And I wish I just never no saw them. For Zuckus, clearly, oh, no, no for Zuckus. Zuckus, uh-huh. which one was Zuckus? He was the one who hung out with Forlom. Yeah, he was uh, the insectoid guy who had the robes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Zuckus he too. Was great. So and, I've always, I'm like, you know. That, well, it's interesting that you you mentioned that because that's one of the things that with these standalone movies, mm. uh, I would love to see origin stories on them. And yes. s- small spoiler for for Travis, they do mention Bosk in they do the solo Bosk. movie. Oh, have you not um, seen it? I was going to see it last yeah. night. Oh. Woke up at four a.m. and missed it. He said he hadn't seen Solo. So right. So, so, although to be fair, this is going to be there. This is not a spoiler free. Podcast, so we're, we're I don't mind. We're possibly going to be ruining Everybody it. Dies. Yeah. That's perfect. It. But you know, we're so going. it's not yeah, like yeah. they're my least favorite characters, but they're characters that just have annoyed me the most. You would like to see them way. developed more? Way. Oh God, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Is it confirmed, Boba Fett movie? Or the no? Boba Fett film is confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yep. No more details other than that, and that's good. To- just side a little bit, and that's kind of how I feel about I it. Understand. We'll, oh, really? we'll get but to I was that. saying maybe that could. Transition these guys, maybe these other bounty sure. hunters. Uh, and what about an Obi Wan? There, that is not confirmed, but that is widely rumored that that will be happening after. I think Ewan McGregor is, is giving blowjobs to get that movie made because he wants to do it. Really yeah, I hope he that'd be amazing. Yeah, which is fantastic. Ewan McGregor blowjob or the Obi Wan movie? Everything, yeah. yeah, everything he's doing the beard, for the movie. The beard tickling <laughs> the yep. eyes, very nice. Yep, so it's your turn, sir. My name is Travis Rumo. I have not seen Solo, yeah. so this is going to be fun. Um, least favorite, 
I had like two in my head. You took one of them. Oh, yeah. Um, as of right now, I know there's still not a ninth movie, but Snoke, as of right now, is still not a favorite. Mm-hmm. Still not sold on it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sold on the idea of him yet. You have seen The Last Jedi, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. Okay. A few times. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, a few <laughs> times. A few times. Like, um, as of right now, just not, still not sold on it. So just not as a favorite. I know it might take a little time. Do you think? Snoke. Do you think Snoke might make a a reappearance in? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, Maybe. I, I I I doubt it, but you never know. Well, right. Darth know. Maul did. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I heard. I knew. Yeah. About I, that. Fig- I, I figured knew about that. you knew about that, and yep, that was I did a know big about thing. That. Yeah. Spoil. That's spoiler we're, number one. Darth Maul is at the end of gonna, Solo. We're not going to be able to hold back spoilers. No, I don't. I don't mind doing this solo podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. No, someone and Bruce blew Willis that for me yeah. before it even was out for an entire weekend. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. I had a feeling. I was actually amazed that I, because I made a post after seeing Solo, I was like, I made it through two Star Star Wars movies without having anything ruined, because I didn't know Yoda was going to be in The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. I mean, I had a feeling that they were going to do something something for the, you know, for the fans, but... Um, and I think now with two back to back, I think it's almost going to be expected that okay, who's going to be in this one? Pop yeah. up in this one, uh, but it's uh, going to be spiritual. It's going to be it's going to be Mark Hamill. Sure, so he died, but he'll you know appear in ghost form. I'm sure. Well, I would imagine if they do an Obi Wan Kenobi movie that uh, that they will try and get Liam Neeson to be a Force ghost, That'd be that. which, which would be which would be cool. I'd, I'd be down with that. No, I have for the Force Awakens, literally. Less than 24 hours before I saw it, I had the the fact that Han Solo was killed by his son Kylo Ren oh, spoiled no, for me. Because no, no. um, kill the person who spoiled it. I wish they're they're a cop in New York City. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a <laughs> somebody will do it for you. It was a closed <laughs> group of like guys our age on Facebook, and it was just a screen capture of him with the you know oh, the lightsaber. And he says fun. the end of fun. Force Awakens, Han Solo is killed by his son, and and I was like, because at that point we didn't even know that Kylo Ren was Plus Luke and Leia's yeah. son. Um, I mean, one of the theories that because I remember when the Last Jedi poster came out, a bunch of people were like, Luke's not on the poster, and I was like, I wonder if Luke's Kylo Ren, and if they did like sort of like an Iron Man three thing where because right. everyone knew that Adam Driver was Kylo Ren, but I was like, what if Kylo Ren is actually Luke Skywalker, you know? And, you know, obviously he takes his mask off halfway through and you find out that's not the case. But, right. So we didn't know, but I was like, God damn it. And I was like, I, I don't understand people who intentionally spoil stuff for people. Like, it's a weird, like, I'm like, you're a small person because you enjoy ruining things yeah. for because it's a it's a power trip that yeah. weekend i was gonna go see force awakens opening weekend it was sunday yeah. and i was like okay i made it all the way through the weekend haven't seen it yet yeah. play an xbox get a xbox message from a random person yeah. i'm like okay what is this open it it just says han dies I'm like yeah. oh cool yeah. where did that come from yeah i'm just trying to play call of duty and yeah. <laughs> go see a movie tonight yeah. but <laughs> cool did like, that's you, awesome did you say your 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 least favorite Star Wars character Snoke. Snoke. That's right. Yeah, you did. I got it. We went somewhere. I'm old. It's, okay. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm Todd Whitford, yeah. and my I actually have two, and they they might be a little controversial. Okay. One is I, I don't like him because he was misused, and one just became so fucking annoying. I don't like him anymore. Okay. Uh, first one's Mace Windu. Okay. Um, he could have been amazing. Mm-hmm. 
He was not. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love the purple lightsaber. I like, oh, look, it's another black dude in Star Wars. But just, Now we have two. Now we yeah. have two. <laughs> um, but just horribly misused, mis, you know, it was, it was a missed opportunity. For sure. For sure. I can um, see that. Number two is C-3PO. Fair enough. Um, he, you know, is the Abbot to, or the Costello to R2's Abbot, whatever, the foil. But he's just been shoehorned in too many things, and I love Anthony Daniels, and I love that he does it, and he's so passionate about it, but it's like, okay, yes, you're the gay butler. Great. Right. Got it. <laughs> but to be fair, the last couple of movies, they've only given him a few seconds. Well, and that's the thing, like, but you don't need it. You know, like with Rogue One, he, they did not need to be in Rogue One. Right. And it it's also, so, it yeah. screwed up the yeah. continuity. Like, look, this thing is taking off. We're right. here. How did we somehow manage right. to get... Get back on the ship. So I I can respect their appearance just for the simple fact that to that point they were the two characters that have been in every film and right. it was sort of like a, a, a you know keeping that tradition going. Which obviously Ron Howard took a dump on that because he didn't. Although seeing Solo the second time when there's the like the droid pit fight thing, yeah. you know that Clint Howard is overseeing. When they throw down, like, when the first match is over, you see a hand fall, a droid hand fall, and it actually looks like um, C-3PO's hand, so I don't know if that was... But they also doesn't... They don't say the, I have a bad feeling about this. Well, but they lampshaded that. Right, because they say I have a good feeling about this. Yeah, Yeah. he's still an optimist. He's still young. He hasn't been burned. Um, So, yeah, yeah. so those are my two. Um, There's others that... You know, there's easy targets. Boss Nassus is an easy target. Sure. Um... You know, there's a couple other ones that I didn't care for. And if we want to go deep into canon, there's all sorts of stuff we can go. Sure. And but, see, I, I, well, I don't know, but C-3PO is one of my favorite characters because I think you need somebody like that. You do. You and You need in, C-3PO. And I think in the first three, yeah. you know, the original three movies, he was great. He was right. perfect. He was, you know, sort of the audience guy going, you can't try, you know, go right. for right. uh, an asteroid belt or, you know, right. he, he served a purpose, I think, that... And with the you know with him being shoehorned and being built by Anakin and how does you know there's a lot of retconning that goes on. Well, the reason he wasn't killed in Cloud City was because Darth Vader recognized him, and you know there's some comics that delve into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he it just no problem out. cutting his own son's hand off, but that he had a <laughs> yeah. soft spot yeah. for, for the, the robot. annoying robot. <laughs> he, he, he had some issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, to be fair, T three PO was his first son. So. Yes. Yeah. So that and and so I think it's just more annoying, not least favorite, but just he, he doesn't. I, I would I I like seeing R two better than T three PO, just because you know R two's like Chopper and Rebels. If you've seen Rebel, who's just cursing all the time, and he's. I like the theory that R2's telling the story because he's always the hero. He's the one who comes in and saves the day and mm. all this stuff. So I, li- I like watching it through That's great. through that lens. That's interesting. I'd love for them to do a live action Rebels. It's so well done. Yeah, it is very well done. It, it was so a little a little choppy at first. Yeah. Ezra was like, oh. Ezra was almost my yeah. annoying character because he started out bad, but he got he got better. See, so yeah, I could. That's that. I, I've seen a bit of Rebels too, and I'm just like, I can't stand. Most of the characters on it. Um, uh, what's his name? The big creature. Oh, um, oh, Zeb. Zeb, who is based off of Ralph McQuarrie's original drawing for Chewbacca, yeah. which which I appreciate that. I, I mean, part of it too is I don't enjoy the animation style. Um, yeah, and still getting, getting used to for sure. Um, but uh, my, so my, so this is Scott. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk before. <laughs> um, my least favorite um, 
is a recent character actually, and it's it's Rose from the Last Jedi. Um, and you know, the, I know a lot of Star Wars fans have like come down specifically on uh, um, Kelly Trahan. I think that's how you say yep. her name about it. I I don't think it was her fault. I mean, it's a very poorly written character, and it's just annoying. And then also the fact that she completely like sabotage like. If Finn had died at the la- at the end of the Last Jedi, sacrificing himself, that would have been a great character arc for that story, and sort of redeemed his cowardice of the previous two films. And she takes that away from him, and basically also, you know, stopped a, a guaranteed save of you know the the Resistance uh, because she has a crush on Finn. Right, and you're just like. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was my my biggest problem with the Last Jedi in general was every time I cut to the two of them and their story, I was like, I do not give a shit about this. <laughs> well, that whole yeah. casino scene. Yeah. yeah, I have a different view on that that so last fun. part of her thing, but we can get into that later. So go ahead. No, I, I think that, uh, and this may be delving into you know more of the meat of the podcast that I was thinking, but I think a lot of the tropes in that movie are sort of circumventing all the things that we've gone through in the, in the first three movies where, you know, you're a hero and you're young and you're brash and you waste resources and do that stuff. And he wasn't, I think the the point was he wasn't going to save them. Right. He was just going to die. Right. And there, I mean, that's, that's a meaningless sacrifice. And, you sure. know, going back towards, um, what the hell is his name? Pilot dude, Poe Dameron, um, wasting all the bombers in the beginning. Yeah. And they was like, that, you didn't do anything. Right. You know, so... Rose being like, you're just going to die. We need you more later than we need you to go out in, in a blaze of glory right now. That's sure. not that's not the type of war we're fighting now. Right. I can see that. I can see that. Um, now, that was kind of like Leia and Laura Dern's whole thing throughout was we're not looking to be hot shots. We're in, <clears throat> you know, and Leia had, Leia had done that battle already. They had the hot shots. They sacrificed, you know, all of their fighters to blow up the Death Star and all of their ships to blow up the second Death Star and all this stuff. And they knew they didn't have any backup. So we can't spend the resources the same way. Sure. So I I saw that as a theme throughout the whole movie. I, um, I, I, I totally get that, but I also feel like they could have been more upfront rather than you don't need to know what our plan is. Right. Uh, Which sort of went against how, the resistance always, I mean, and, and that's another thing. I don't know why they went from being called the rebel Alliance to the resistance. And I know that they're technically different organizations and novels around it. What's that? There's some tie in novels. Yeah. That explain I, it. I, you know, who's not going to read them? <laughs> Me. That's how I know. Do, you, do, do you know why I don't have to read them? Cause I know that you'll read them and then I'll be like, Tom, what's the story with this? And you'll be like, well, here, let me explain. I just, I mean, I think it was just, I mean, of course, because anything in Star it, Wars has six novels written right. about why exactly they did X, Y, It and sort of denotes this legitimizing. So when you're a rebel, it's like one step away from being a terrorist. But when you're, uh, when you're in the resistance, you've got some sort of political footing in the galaxy, per se. And I think it was just sort of, I, I, don't, know, I don't know about the novels, but perhaps that's like, hey, we're large enough now. We've, we've gotten enough victories um, right. to so, do this. Uh, real quick and dirty on what... It grew out of uh, political issues within the Senate where Leia was going to be taking over from Mon Mothma. Mm -hmm. And then it came out that she was Darth Vader's kid. And there's this whole section of 
Separatist. So this is after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. This oh, is. Wow, okay. um, how long after? I think Ben Solo was maybe like 15 or something like that this time. Um, and there's a whole faction of Separatists who are aligned with the New Order who were infiltrating the Senate. And she's, you know, Leia's trying to show all this stuff up. And then they basically were like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're silly. So she left politics to start this organization. Interesting. And then you have people like Wedge, Rogue Squadron, um, and Poe Dameron and that group who... Thanks, man. Cool. Um, who came over to her. So there was sort of a... Uh, like almost like a Tea Party type legit political organization that also was sort of paramilitary at the same time. Fair enough. So that's where that comes from. And they they sort of expected... One thing that I get surprised about uh, two years ago when I went to watch it is I was under the assumption that the storyline was just going to pick up with the rebels, you know, are not rebels anymore, and the empire is virtually destroyed. And it isn't. Yeah. And they just expected the audience to know this. I mean, their Death Star, that'd be the equivalent of their capital, like, you know, blowing up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I I felt as though they didn't do a good enough job explaining, explaining what it how happened. is it when you go into Berlin and you know you you know you crush the capital? Does Hitler rise up and still have you know these battalions of Nazis out there somewhere in the ether right. uh, ready to go? And now they're stronger than ever. Um, I don't know. There's more novels to explain that. There's more novels. Some of it. And no, you can't have a good story unless you have like a really powerful bad guy. I get that. Well, I think um, one of the underlying tropes of Star Wars is bad. it's the cyclical nature of how everything works. You know, if you go back, I don't know what's still canon way, way back in Knights of the Old Republic age, but there's this cycle of boom and bust, boom and bust. And, you know, once the Sith come in, you have the Republic and the Sith come in, and everything gets fucked up and goes to hell. And then the sure. Republic and the Sith come in and go to hell. So it's, I think they're, they were trying to look at the cyclical how everything just comes around and does And I, I get that, but if you're going to have, like, Leah and Han, uh, 20 years isn't enough time. 30 right. years isn't enough time for me. For and, I, and I think that's one of the failings of a lot of uh, newer movies and, and entertainment things is they expect people, and some people do, myself included, um, go and read the supplementary materials. They read the comics, they watch yeah. the, the cartoons, they read the novels, they go on the fan sites, they do all this stuff to get the full story. Um, and then they have a hard time writing for the base audience. Um, to, uh, has everyone seen um, Infinity War? Yes. Are we allowed to spoil other movies? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so the last scene of Infinity War. Sure. Um, when... Um, what's his face disappears and he's got his space pager and it's got this thing. I had no idea what that was mm-hmm. because I don't read the comics, sure. so I had to go and look it up. So that's one of those things where it was, it was some fan service it's like in Captain there. Marvel logo, yeah, on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel logo and on Nick Fury's nineties uh, pager. Yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of things in those movies, a lot of little little Easter eggs and things that if you know the comics, you know the stuff that the collector has. Um, it's not quite as bad as Star Wars, right. you know. They definitely. I think there. I I think. I think there's more of those in the Marvel Universe than in Star Wars, but they're less play a part of the actual story. Like, it's fun if you're a big fan and you're like, oh, that's a little thing. But right. it doesn't, if you don't know what it is, it doesn't affect they don't your enjoyment off, of the film. They don't write off the fact that you have read all of the comics right. and need right. to know. Like, the part at the end is so subtle and maybe with Captain Marvel they will explain that. Right. So it makes sense. So it doesn't, yeah, but Star Wars is definitely... 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it plays a, little a lot different. more pivotal yeah, role. Yeah, definitely. Did you spot the um, Arrested Development Easter egg in Infinity War? Um, it didn't register until I saw... Excuse me, I have food in my mouth. Um, until I saw Stills. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I saw the credit. Arrested Development, uh, you know, right. copyright, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? What, what yeah. was that? And then, then it was made clear so and there was also an arrested development easter egg in captain america civil war there was yep when they're when they're uh they're having the big battle at the airport in mm-hmm. the, like uh the the blue family oh, yes, stair, stair car is in one shot yeah oh, really? what's the one that? in infinity war tobias funke in his blue man uh oh, paint awesome. is in one of the collector's cases oh wow yeah. oh, it's, awesome. it's not uh, subtle so. It's not David Cross. It's it's just a random ball. That's guy great, with a mustache. Though. But and the reason for that is so the Russo brothers, who directed Infinity right. War, also did Captain America, got their start on television, and they were directors for a lot of Arrested right. Development. Yep. So that's so it's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know they had cameos. Yeah, or Easter eggs. Yeah, uh, and they and it's funny because they had to get permission from 20th Century Fox for both of them. And yeah. But I mean, I can't imagine why they would say no. So. Um, yeah, uh, so we, we we talked a little bit about The Last Jedi at the end there. Um, well, since we've all seen The Last Jedi, did you like it? Did you not like it? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I like, I thought there were some parts. You're one of the few that I know. Really? Todd yeah. Hunter loved it, too. <laughs> um, I, I know it, it's been about a 50-50 split from people that I know. Yeah. Um, I thought I liked how they handled a lot of the, I sort of touched on this earlier, the subversion of a lot of the typical Star Wars tropes and the expectations. And um, I think some of it was a little clunky. Um, I like that they touched, you know, when Leia did her space float and everything. I like that they touched on her having latent force abilities. I thought it was very poorly executed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would agree. I liked. I actually really liked Laura Dern's character um, because thinking even in a corporate sense, because I work for Big Faceless Corporation, mm-hmm. um, I can't go to my CEO or my director or my senior director and be like, "What's the plan? What are we doing?" And he does. I mean, he could tell me if he wants to, but he doesn't have to. Right? There's no. There, and, and, and he'd I, probably be like, "Who are you? Who are you again?" <laughs> um, and and that's very similar in a military organization, especially one that is a little bit more. Um, professional sure. than the Rebel Alliance was. You know, these are these are legit military. They're real generals, not just, hey, you've survived. There you go. You get a promotion. You're a general. You're a general. You're a general. <laughs> you're a general. Everybody's a general. Um, I, I actually really liked the Finn and Rose storyline. I like that, you know, Rose started out unabashedly fanboy. That that whole scene where she first meets Finn and is, you know, it's, that's a, an audience surrogate again. It's mm-hmm. you know the same thing that we would do if Mark Hamill showed up at the bagel shop that we worked in. Oh my god, he's here! <laughs> um, and I like the, the the cinematography was fantastic. That one scene, um, you know, of the light speed starship going. Sure, that was that was just yep. stunning. It's beautiful. Um, and I like that Luke was a grumpy old man. You know, sure. he had he had. Ended Return of the Jedi and everything was great and he had all these high expectations and everything went to hell. You know, everything that he worked for went to hell. And I can see that turning him into a grumpy old man who just wants to go away and yeah. fuck everybody. Don't come talk to me. Just wants to sit on his craggy rock beach and, and drink and drink his dinosaur whale <laughs> breast milk. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That I, I could have done without <laughs> that. Was that. Beautiful. 
Yeah, and I could have done, you know, the, the porgs and a lot of the this, this silly stuff that they seem to need to shoehorn in, um, I could have done without. The porgs didn't bother me as much as I thought they were going to. Um, they just look so fake. Yeah. That's the thing. So, you know, oh, look, it's an, it's like it looked like the owl in, um, oh, what's the, the old movie? Clash of the Titans. Titans. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Clash of the Titans, yeah. that one. Well, they're doing stuff like the, the dinosaurs, I don't think were, that wasn't CGI, right? That was practical, like when he's getting the breast milk. No, that's all CGI. That's not all CGI. Because I thought they were trying. Well, they don't have. They couldn't shoot with a real one because that's not a real animal. No, what I mean is, what I mean is, they're not. They're not doing like Jurassic Park creatures. They're doing like practical costumes because they're trying to find this happy medium. They want to do this happy medium. It's It's a yeah. It's a mix of the two. Uh, I mean, case in point, Yoda is both a puppet and yeah, CGI in that. And he, was, and yeah. he looked, as a puppet. And he looks weird. I think because yeah. you never he saw Yoda in profile. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Like, you always, Yoda was always very forward-facing. I yeah, because if they pan around, you'd see the back of Frank Oz's bald head. Right. Um, and that kind of took me out of it because it looked so off. I'm like, it's a puppet, but it just it doesn't look right. Um, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was a really good movie. I had fun. Um, I liked where they went with it. I was not annoyed that they didn't meet my expectations. I could have cared less about Snoke. If you think back to um, the the first movie, big bad guy was not Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. It, you know, oh, and he dies. Well, who was he? Was he bad? Doesn't matter. He was a bad guy. He's dead now. Yeah. And Snoke was was that guy for me. And Vader was always to me always more interesting than the Emperor uh, in the original trilogy. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, when you get that glimpse of him in The Empire Strikes Back when when uh, Vader's in his little chamber with his helmet off, uh, you're like, oh, okay, so that's the guy that he answers to. Wonder what he's about, but right. Vader was always a more interesting character. But my, And the thing that I always wondered with the, with the prequels, because by episode three, you know, Revenge of the Sith, when it's finally revealed, when Anakin figures out that... Um, Palpatine. Palpatine is Darth Sidious, which they very rarely actually refer to him by Darth Sidious. Right. Uh, and it's like, oh my god, you're the Sith that everyone's been wondering. I'm like, were we as the audience not supposed to have figured that out? Like in the first shot of Palpatine in right, in, right. in you know the Phantom actually. Menace. Because I'm like, well, just the simple fact that it's Ian McDermott playing him. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, but I was like. Did Lucas think he had pulled one over? Because it, it kind of felt like the way it was revealed in the movie that he's like, oh, right. people are going to be blown away by this. I'm like, we've known for three <laughs> movies. Like, but I don't know. He knew as soon as you saw We've known yeah. before they even came out. Yeah. Casting calls. Yeah. I was like, what? But yeah, so I, I, I feel like I've monopolized this well, conversation so far. So uh, I will wrap up. I liked it. I thought it was excellent. I, I liked most of the choices that they made. Travis, what did you think of The Last Jedi? First viewing, I went to the theater with a lot of my roommates, and I walked out disappointed. Yeah. I just was like, why? I just didn't understand a lot of it. And then I actually just rewatched it last week, and I do like it more that I saw it a second time. Yeah. Um, just initially, there was just so many things I just feel like just didn't work. Like the Rose Finn storyline kind yeah. of just took kind of took, felt like it took me out of the actual storyline. Sure. Which I understand, and I completely I respect your points completely. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. Um, 
And then, like, I, I said the Snoke thing, how he's, like, my least favorite, because I feel like there was nothing behind it. Sure. Like, with uh, the Emperor in the original series, like, you feel like he had a reason behind why he was doing everything. Right. Like, he wanted Luke to be this greater power, like Vader, and I feel like it just didn't service as well. Sure. And I just felt like the death was meaningless. I was like, okay, he died. I get it. It was to serve Kylo's service to be better. Right. Um, to, like, kind of join with Rey. But it just felt cheap. Yeah. I didn't care for it. I was like, okay, I didn't feel like enough. Well, I just no, didn't feel like yeah. enough. And the no. thing about yeah. Snoke is when I saw Solo, the way you sort of had this reveal at the end with Maul and mm-hmm. how he sort of is in the shadows, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that made me think, okay, maybe they're establishing that this is what the Sith do. Because when it's just Snoke, you're like, you couldn't come up with something better. You're just basically going to repeat the Palpatine in the shadows dictating exactly. things to Vader. Right. But, okay, so maybe Maul, and I'm not saying it's great, but I'm just saying maybe they're going to establish that this is what these guys yep. do. This is like the culture of the Sith. Yep. But you're totally correct, Snoke. There isn't enough there. It just didn't you're not feel like anything. Yeah. You're not invested. So when he died, it kind of was just like, okay. It was to serve a whole different purpose, but it didn't feel like he was flushed out enough to care. Yeah. I think if he would just been in one movie, it wouldn't have been as bad. Right. You know, to, like you built up to it. But when and you start out with this mysterious yeah. large figure and then and it's And like they compare the, the new trilogy with the old trilogy, how they felt like Force Awakens was a New Hope Part 2. Right. Which I completely understand, but I love. I thought The Force Awakens was great. I loved it. Um, I felt like there were... Because when you think about it, they're in at... Uh, by last... Uh, sorry. Uh, Return of the Jedi, when they finally... Luke and Vader finally get to Emperor. That feels like kind of that scene in Jedi. Very feels like the same thing. Yeah. So you're like, okay, why? How is this going to work? And then you can't help but think once Snoke dies, how are they going to make Nine? Because like, you feel like it's going to be flushed out the exact same way. Right. But I really like how they, they changed the expectation. I feel like going into the movie, I didn't expect any of the stuff that happened to happen. Right. Yeah. And I was definitely... I appreciated that it was very different. And they took a different way with it than expected. Than was expected. Like, you're like, oh, Ray's going to do what Luke did with Yoda. And it's going to be the same thing, but it was very different. Yeah. Um, Yoda did look very creamy. It looked very interesting. It was... <laughs> like, it looked like it got like, a facelift almost. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. But I do. I thought that scene was awesome. I love just the throwbacks. Great. And then I um, was reading something with Ryan Johnson. He was saying how he's like, uh, destroy the old to bring in the new. Like I get that. I think that's really cool. And again, the cinematography was unreal. Yeah. I thought the filmmaking was great. Um, the directing I thought was great. That scene with the light speed is well, beautiful. And I think the use of, as a filmmaking standpoint, the use of sound is super important. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he took out. That hits, and then it's just silent. silent. Yeah. So it feels like you're Powerful. there. It, yeah. very, very it feels like you're just watching it happen in front of you, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. It was just beautiful. I thought it was one of the best parts of the film. It's fun. I don't know if you heard about when that movie was in the theater that a bunch of theaters actually had to put up notices because people were complaining that the sound cut out. Yeah. They're like, it's the most crucial part of the movie, and the sound cut out. And I'm like, it's... It's the movie. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like and yeah. It's space. And, but... but <laughs> The notice that they were putting, it was like at you know two hours and oh, three on. minutes, the sound goes out. It's a, it, but I'm like that sort of defeats, that defeats the purpose. The, the, the purpose yeah. of doing it's like it. saying there's a gun no. in an hour yeah. in there's a gunshot, but it's the yeah. movie. Right, it's not <laughs> right. Someone crazy. I, I just feel like if someone went to the box office to complain, and be like, hey, the mo- sound went go go. You're stupid. Yeah, yeah. go away. Right. Okay, so this leads me to the biggest problem I had with the movie because it sucked me out of it. And I just put my head down and I said, what, are you kidding me right now? No Ewoks. 
No Ewoks. Yeah. There's got to be more Ewoks. Next, next one, if we're doing the um, original trilogy. It's going to be not. Leia, Leia has sort of like latent force powers, but I don't think... I think the vacuum of space is just... Is just a place that needs to be a limitation. Because when you go there, if somebody with like who who's untrained and only has latent powers, we're going to have supermen flying around space. How do you not? And how have we not seen them? Se- how have we not seen a Jedi just sort of leave a spaceship and say, right. "Don't worry, it's only a hundred yards." Right. And to me, that yep. was they're they're going down a dangerous road. Uh, toward that, which and then it just gets to the ridiculous, which I is just it deviates yeah. from the style. If your style is ridiculous, great, but yeah. that's not where they were. So that was the only moment where I was like, "Ooh, really bad choice." Yeah, that, that's like up there with Jar Jar for me. Yeah, I totally that that was it was just poorly. Like I, I think they could have done it in a way like. She was able to hold the walls together, or, or, or maybe something. right. Maybe she's in the like she's still semi in the ship, yeah. Um, and she uses like the force to have a bar, maybe bend down and grab uh, something. But it something was just too. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know yeah, what it was, it was, it was yeah, Marvel universe oh, stuff, which yeah. I would have believed it because that's what they've set up for right. me. People have superpowers to go into space. Right. Um, I don't know if that's petty, but that's the only part of the movie where I was like, "What are you doing?" A lot of the movie's problems feel like execution. Just yeah. feel like okay, that could have been amazing if it was a little bit more this way, right? Like with that, it felt like it was just. It literally felt like you were watching Superman fly through the sky. I wonder how much of that was included post Carrie Fisher's death. If they if they had you know a couple of different versions, like we want to make her a superhero as sort of a tribute to her in here, and and maybe they put that in there, and you know. Because they were an empowering way. Have, have any of you read about how they're going to sort of figure out? Because she's. I was going to ask. But they, is they still alive? They haven't addressed it, but my guess is there's going to be a time jump. My guess is that episode nine is going to be like five to ten years after the last Jedi. Wow. Yeah. That would. Wow. That, that would be my guess. Big time jump. Well, um, that'd be. Incredible. They're going to have to age rail. Well, well, I mean, there's one. there's ten yeah. years between episode one and episode two. Um, uh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But between episode seven and eight, there's um, it's seven it's, and eight is actually like, oh, no, oh, it's wait, all oh. one movie. Oh, oh no, seven and eight. There's no yeah. No, I was, no of, I was thinking of yeah, five and six. Five so and six. between five Empire and, and Jedi is actually a year. Wow, and you don't know what the time jump is between no, they don't four and really five. Don't specify depending on on your source. They could easily do it six months or could yeah five years. Because, yeah, like you said, the Ray handing the saber kind of was implied that it was going to pick up yeah. from that very second. Yeah. But, yeah, you never know. I think with uh, – and the the uh, the Carrie Poppins thing really drove me nuts too. Uh, <laughs> I have not just, heard that. That's your daddy, Carrie Poppins. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Captain. Uh, Captain Leia. I love it. The way it was executed – was clunky, but I, I think, or to, to your point, I think it was originally intended that it was going to be developed more in episode nine. And I think because Luke died at the end of it, that she, because obviously Force Awakens was Han's movie. Right. And The Last Jedi was really Luke's movie, and I think episode nine was intended to be Leia's mm. film. And obviously they couldn't do that because uh, Carrie Fisher died. And I know that Ryan Johnson said they kept they kept all that stuff in because it was the last stuff that Carrie Fisher had ever shot, and they right. wanted to honor that. But I felt like when the ship exploded, because when that happened, I was like, 
oh, this is how they're going to write See, Leia out and, of the story. You know what? Like, I almost had that come to tears moment. Yeah. I had, you know, I, I I got tears in my eyes when Han Solo. Like, I can't even remember the last time that happened, right? Because yeah. right? now all of a sudden I'm I'm 12 years old again and my hero's dying, right? Right. right? The only other character probably that, that would make me cry is Indiana Jones, like right. watching his <laughs> yeah. death, right? Right. So I I really was starting to get that emotive sort of oh my god, so sad. They're taking them both out, and then it got robbed for me. Yeah. You know, I really wanted the ending. I wanted her to poof out. I thought that would have been a much, you know, they're twins. They're they're yes. so connected, and that I think that would have been a great way to, you know, everyone goes up and gets on the ship. Well, where's Leia? And yeah. she's and all that's left is the, the or, gold dinosaur. Or, or, or watch this. So so he poofs out, and she's floating in space, and then her body just yeah. does it, you know? So, yeah. yeah, definitely comes down to execution. It feels yeah. like there's so many, I get it. I understand why people love it and I understand why people hate it. Yep. But there's just that. And that's Star Wars. <laughs> yep. That's everything. That means they're going to have to, Billy Dee Williams is going to have to save us in episode yep. nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure he would love. I don't know if, I don't know if Disney's going to, uh, I hope so. I, I really hope so. I just, uh, I mean, I <clears> mean, <throat> I know they offered. They tried to get Dennis Lawson in the Force Awakens, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all set." Uh, he plays Wedge. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And they offered a small walk-on right. role for him, and he was not interested. But he's very much rejected his involvement in Star Wars for decades now. Really? Uh, he even tried to talk his nephew. I mean, good, he's Ewan McGregor's uncle in real life. Okay. Uh, and he's like, "Don't do it. It's going to ruin your career." <laughs> but I think Ewan McGregor's like, uh, "A, I would like to battle with lightsabers, <laughs> and, and also B, I have a career, career. so <laughs> I'll be fine. I want to be Obi Wan." Um, something with the whole Disney aspect, uh, with the new stuff, I feel I felt more in Last Jedi than I felt in Force Awakens. Yeah. Because um, the original Star Wars always have like a little bit of comedy, always had a little bit of like yeah. fun. Right. But I feel like now Disney, because how Marvel does their movies, how it feels, they have like it's all a little too much. Some of them are comedy, like very like Ragnarok. Does anyone see Ragnarok? Yeah, Ragnarok it's and straight Man up a comedy. Are hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're straight comedies, up comedies, right? and they're great. And I feel like they're just kind of trying to squeeze that into. Yeah. The movies, and it just feels like you know what they're doing. And it works, because I can't stand the character of Thor. But that movie oh, made really? me like Thor. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. because they embraced his dude broness, Right. And, like, and then cranked it up to 11. And, yeah. And, and then, that's who Thor is. I think they just ridiculous. Yeah. finally didn't take him seriously. And, and they were like, let's just have this guy. Because the first two movies, he was, just a, he was just a tool. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, he's fun. Because Chris Hemsworth has a great chemistry. He's a great comedic actor. Um, well, maybe not great, but he's good. And I think that that played to his strengths and the character's strengths a lot more. But uh, I love that he just kept calling Rocket Rabbit. Right, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think they just kind of cheaply use it here and there in these movies. Yeah, which I, I get. I agree. Like some of it's very tasteful and it's very fun. And it's like, like with, like how you were saying how you don't like 3PO, he gets kind of thrown in. It's kind of that same way. He comes in and he's kind of just like, has really no plot service. He's just kind of there right. to make a joke. Yeah. Which I understand. And how in the original trilogy he was there to service the plot. Mm-hmm. And now he's just kind of walking around with his red arm. Um, Which is an interesting story if you know right. why he has the red arm. Yeah. I, I remember reading about <laughs> it when it came out. Uh, he was... Uh, so Anthony, Anthony Daniels was in Solo as well. He uh, was. But he was as himself, right? No, he was... He's the other Wookiee. Uh, oh, he is the, the, the Planet of the Apes looking Wookiee? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't understand, A, why they would... Because he's not... 
Anthony Daniels is not a tall man. I mean, no. he's an average height. He's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so obviously they had to do stuff with the shots to make him look the same height as Chewbacca. And then the face is just horrible. It looks bad. like if someone were to do a Star Wars knockoff movie and try and make something that looked like Chewbacca, but different enough that they couldn't get sued, yeah, it doesn't look like a Wookiee at all. Um, well, okay, but but how, how many Wookiees have we ever seen other than that horrible <laughs> TV special? Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, no, no, that's true. There's a battle on Kashyyyk. Okay, all right, you're right, you're right. All of those Wookiees are a lot bulkier than the other ones there. I mean, maybe... Hey, these guys were slaves. Well, yes, it could go down to that. That was That's actually one of my complaints about all of the recent Star Wars movies, there were certain things that were just... Looked bad, and Marvel's has the same thing. Uh, we just watched Thor Ragnarok, like I said. Yeah. That scene where um, Loki, Odin, and Thor are sitting on the edge of the ocean looking over it is one of the worst green screens I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm like, this looks so fake. And there was a lot of that in Solo, the Wookiee costume, the you know, some of the practical effects in The Last Jedi. There was, I don't know if Rogue One had as many, but there's just this weird decision. So, like, why? That looks. You spend one hundred twenty-five right. million dollars on this movie. I could do a better shot on my freaking laptop. <laughs> right. Like what? What happened there? I don't. It it drives me nuts how different uh, Nain Num looks in uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi from yeah. from Return of the Jedi. Return I mean, Jedi, and to yeah. be fair, it wasn't a person in the costume in Return of the Jedi. It was just a head. Uh, sitting behind the cockpit. I didn't know it was. I thought it was just like somebody uh, the same race. No, it's supposed to be the same character. Oh, really? Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, Akbar looks yeah, a lot know. different too. But yeah. you could kind of chalk that up to him being. That's how Squid's age. 30, 30 years older. You still get the voice, and you still believe it, yeah. right? And, and, and I, that bummed me out. Like I felt like because Akbar was such a fan favorite to you know, so to put him in the Force Awakens and then the Last Jedi, and then to kill him off screen, I was like. Yeah, really. It's like I, I, well, I just felt like the whole the sh- mm. the thing with Laura Dern going through warp speed through the ship is an amazing shot, and I was like, they should have let Akbar. That should have been that. Akbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I Jurassic Park great, lady. It's a great point. Yeah. I also thought like, and I'm a huge Benicio del Toro fan, but that character was just so nope. useless. And I mean, it's obviously set up. He's going to show back up later. Mm. Um, and, uh, but also the fact that, like, Star Wars has always cast mostly, like, unknowns. relatively unknowns. Because every time I'm watching it, I'm like, that's Benicio Del Toro in yes. a Star Wars movie. Um, same thing that I felt with Laura Dern. Um, <laughs> just like... <sighs> well, that was the Sam Jackson and Ewan McGregor casting choices. Yeah. You know, once you're big enough... When you're Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, you don't have that sort of clout to be able I to get those people I think they that, right? So they had the luxury of doing that in the beginning, and that's what we liked about them. And they were trying to do that in casting Finn and, and Ray. Right. Um, I mean, people who were in the know probably were like, oh, yeah, they've been in this show and that show, but right. I certainly didn't. Yeah, and, and, I was like, oh, and I love that. I love that I didn't recognize right. these main characters that were coming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, think of how many people in Hollywood are clamoring to be... Looking, yeah. um but James Bond was like, put me in a Stormtrooper costume. I want to be in a Star Wars movie. Because yeah. I just want to be able to yeah. say I was in a Star Wars movie. The two princes were Stormtroopers, yeah. which got cut out. Um, there's a bunch of people that have small roles. I mean, Simon Pegg is yep. the giant... That could have been one of my annoying what? characters. He was he was pointless. Yeah, Force Awakens, right? Yeah. And yeah. He's credited with The Last Jedi, too, but I don't remember seeing that character in the movie. Hmm. 
And I haven't, I have the Blu-ray, but I haven't watched any of the special features because I, my Blu-ray player is in storage right now. So, what Kevin Smith is in that shit? Kevin Smith did a voice. He was, he was, he was a stormtrooper. Um, Everyone just wants to be in him. Yeah. And now, kind of the tradition with the new Disney ones is usually the directors will have cameos in each other's films. Like, uh, can't think of his name. The guy who directed Rogue One. Uh, the guy the salt. He was the guy standing next to standing him. Next to him. Yep, standing hmm. next to him. And then the director of because uh, Ryan Johnson was in Rogue One, but I don't remember what the part yeah. was. Um, and uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy is in The Last Jedi. He oh. it, when BB-8 is got the trash can over him, yeah. and he bumps into that stormtrooper. That was Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. But I mean, and it's cool, and I'm sure it's fun for them. <laughs> like. You could just tell me that that was that person I believe because I've cool. no way to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least with uh, uh, James Bond, you could tell it's his voice yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, I'm having a hard time remembering names today. God, I'm I, on the spot. I recorded a podcast last night, and I was trying to. I could not, for the life of me, think of Tom Hardy's name uh, <laughs> while I was recording it, and I'm just like this guy because I saw that movie um, Upgrade, mm-hmm. and the guy who plays it. It has uh-huh. a passing resemblance to Tom Hardy. And I was basically like, uh, it's a low-budget movie, and they're like, we we want a Tom Hardy type, but we can't afford Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Right. So we're going to get this guy. Yeah, but I couldn't think of Tom Hardy's name, and I was like, guy. and I even said that on the podcast. I'm like, uh, I'm going to pull something up on the internet right now because I feel like a moron right now because I can't think. And I'm like, That's he's so one tough. of my favorite actors, yeah. mm-hmm. and his name is eluding me right now. And I was like, ah, oh, Tom Hardy, duh. Um, <laughs> I mentioned Benicio Del Toro. I, I like what they tried to do do with that whole section that was a, an execution thing like i think the idea behind it was really good i, I like the whole it you know it doesn't matter who's fighting out there these guys you know it's topical and you know to our which it was a little a little forced but i i like that mm. i think it could have been done better i do i do like that too it's a nod to like solo's world mm. right that's the world of Solo. And and I like that in Solo, how we get to see what it's like to be, you're not a stormtrooper, there's a war going on. And I love I love the political implications of him just speaking up, saying, uh, maybe they're resisting because we're we're invading their, right. you know, what? maybe they're fighting to the last minute because we're invading their homeland, or whatever he said. I'm right. paraphrasing. And they're like, Shut I love up. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I did think to, to talk about Solo, just say, I thought the the thing with the, uh, the dro- Lando's droid resisting uh or starting the i thought that was a little heavy-handed uh equal rights for droids i'm like i i don't know like i i was just kind of like i feel like it was making a little bit of a mockery of like you know not specifically the me too movement but i mean it, it was topical to these times but it felt silly it was a little out of left field yeah with it's one of the problems I have with some of the prequel movies, especially ones using established characters. Rogue One was able to avoid a lot of that mm-hmm. because these were essentially throwaway characters. Right. You know, you could do what you could say and do stuff, but when you get into something like droid freedom, when you have ten movies where that wasn't a thing mm-hmm. and suddenly it's here, it's like, well, we'll see. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. Maybe that's why you can. Right. Maybe there are these extremist droids who, you know, they, they have their own... Right. They have their own savings. Well, I mean, four LOM would be one. Right. Oh, what, wait. The restraining bolt. What, this is what right. it's like when right. the restraining bolts are off. But then the the uprising was very uh, 
very Ewok, very clumsy, very, well, very like, Hey, let's do something that, you know, 10 year olds are going to go. Yay. And my 10 year old self would have went, yay, which is frustrating. And that's the problem with star Wars because they've got to appeal to the 10 year old. And then they, and now they've established, you know, these middle-aged fans that are like, come on. Right. Right. That's the problem. I don't know if we got a full answer from either of you guys. If you like, or didn't like, the Last Jedi, we kind of we, we got sidetracked. I, I, I liked it. Yep. There's not a Star Wars movie I don't like. That might Amen. be controversial, but there's not well, a Star Wars movie I, agree. That I think is bad. There are three Star Wars so, movies I don't like. And you know, and, and Scott and I have talked about this. I think we've argued about it yeah. at some point. But um, and that's the thing with Star Wars. Sort it was sort of born with this blessing and curse. It's ubiquitous and it appeals to people. Across. There's no doubt in my mind. A hundred years from now. People maybe they'll like redo Star Wars, but he created a world that like taps into all of us. Star Trek doesn't have that. Right. Star Trek appeals to adults, and it has a very niche market. And I'm one of them, and I love Star Trek. Right. But you can't sell Star. You could sell Star Wars to anybody, and the reason is you gotta like have this cartoon in Rebels with this guy who's kind of furry, and you yep. got the like the eight year olds, ten year olds, twelve year olds. Um, that's not to say you can't appeal to both. Marvel does it very well. But I think it's just going to be problematic. That's yep. what you're embracing. That you're going to fall into that trap where you're going to get a Jar Jar Binks. There's another one coming, people. I just don't know where. But it's going to happen. And we're all going to hate it. It's just something that can last forever. Yeah. You know, especially with Disney. It yeah. can go on. Oh, it will. I mean, it'll outlive all four of us. Yeah. You know, I, I, I plan on living forever, so. Well, <laughs> so, so three of us. Yeah. Um, uh, you know why Star Trek can't appeal to everyone? They've never had good Star Trek action figures. That's, that's actually okay with me. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, and I love action figures. I think Star Wars is also able to tie it because it taps into real basic psyche stuff. I mean, Joseph Campbell and the Power of Myth. It's, yeah. it's the myth cycle. And that's been in our psyche for thousands and thousands of years. And that's mm-hmm. why it appeals. You know, because you have these very relatable archetypical characters and these journeys that they go on. And it's, it's very visceral. Whereas something like Star Trek is so utopian. Yeah. That, like, I can't even... Uh, we don't have money. Well, how do you do shit? Right. How do you buy a new uniform? How do you go on sure. vacation? You don't have any money. Like, right. what the fuck is up with that? How do you not do this? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so The Last Jedi, there, there was a bunch of stuff I really, really loved in it. And I loved some of the sub- subversive nature of it. Um, I really liked a- everything that with Luke and Ray and Kylo Ren I thought was great, and I liked that it was different than what we were expecting. Um, I liked that it further developed Ray and Kylo Ren's bond, and you know it's it's complicated. It it, it, it's not cut and dried. You killed my mentor. I hate you forever. Uh, Well, he was my dad, and you know, and more got into it. Um, and I thought that was really captivating. And going back to what you guys were kind of touching on, some of the other stuff, the execution of it just drove me nuts. Because anytime the Rose and Finn story came up, I, 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 I was like, hurry up, yes. get back to the other part. Um, and it, that reminded me the most of the prequels, which I despise. Um, it, before the last or before the Force Awakens came out, I went through and watched the previous six in order, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm never watching these prequels again. They are garbage." <laughs> uh, I I mean, and, and I kind of understand why you liked it, especially because you're you have young kids. I mean, not only that, lots of their friends think that the prequels 
are better than the original. Yeah, but those and are, that's their age. Yeah. But some of that might mm-hmm. just be wherever you're at at 10, 12, 14. Sure. Whatever you love, that's going to that's gonna be the top tier for you. Which is sad to me because I think empirically the original movies are better. In some ways. <laughs> although, like... Well, I just think the prequels are bad films. Regardless. I mean, they're bad Star Wars films, but they're bad films. Um, and, you know, watching them... A decade and a half after they originally came out, um, they have not aged well. Like they're like because I I didn't hate them when they first came out. I didn't love them. I, I mean I remember because uh, I I saw you and I both waited in line outside of the what is now uh, what, the Tuscan Kitchen, oh, yeah. But it was the old Jerry Lewis Theater, uh, and I actually missed that about going to movies and actually like waiting out for a midnight showing. Wait, Todd, Todd, were you there that day? I was in line that day. Yeah. Wait, was Rick with us? Were you with me then? It I was, was with. I saw. Mike, I saw Andy, my Rick. brother uh, T, and I, I was out there like five hours before. Was that for for Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace? Yeah, yeah. I thought that I saw. Was, was Cinema Twelve that still there? I thought that's where I saw that. Maybe maybe that was because I know that because I I think you're I think you're right. Because I saw Phantom Menace three times. Yeah. In the first 24 hours. Yeah. Um, I remember you telling me that. I, I remember it's wild. The Phantom Menace was the first movie that I, I think started the trailer phenomenon. I watched that first trailer hundreds of times. That whole yes. wipe them out, all of them. I'm like, oh, God, that like that yes. phrase and the yes. the tanks coming over. And, you know, of course, but the sure. freaking video was this big. Right, there's no YouTube yet. And, and just it, like it was a... just, that was amazing. And that I think that's why I, I don't hate those movies. I, there's lots of parts about them that I don't like, but I like how they expanded the mythos and they're like, this is what Jedi's can really do. Not just, eh, right. Eh. It's like, wow, they're doing flips. They're doing amazing things. So, so sorry, I interrupted again. No, no, no. That's, that's sort of the, the nature of this round table, this, this rectangle table. I, I know we're not talking about Rogue One, but I do want to say that Rogue One surprised me because I was convinced that I would, I would think forever that empire was the best star wars movie and that no one it could is. ever come close and i and i personally like rogue one and the more i watch it the more i i think i like it i think it's a it's a better movie than empire it's not i know so, <laughs> so, so i have to no. love i have to love empire I, I can respect that. That's how you feel about. It. I'm just letting just you know the you're not correct. Movie and it appeal. It can be appeal to young and old. And and and, and though it's a tragedy, yeah. you know, it's not a comedy. It's not. Um, what, what's what was probably the most comedic? Uh, Solo's probably the most lighthearted. Yeah. I don't know, but this is the opposite of that. Uh, Everyone's going to die. Is, is the funniest. yeah okay yeah. That's yeah. Funny. I think that's funniest. Funniest. Yeah, yeah, all those slapstick <laughs> scenes between Anakin and right. Padme. So I would love to see a slew of films that are like Rogue One. And I think that that's what they and you can do it. Rogue I think they two, got the derailed no. with that. Like if you look at the Marvel universe, they've they've been so successful, and so many people have have touched on this in articles and whatnot. That each movie is a little bit different. You know, you've got the Winter Soldier, which is a spy thriller, and you've got Ant Man, which is a heist movie, and you've got, um, you know, Infinity War, which is a war movie. And there, there's they they take the superhero genre and just put it in yeah. all of these different things. And I think they tried to do that with Rogue One, and were eminently successful. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was so different. It was dark. It was gritty. Um, it was sad. It was surprising. And then they did Solo, which did not 
they saw the dollars, I think, and, and went away from that for whatever reason. Uh, I'm very interested to see what, um, what the hell they're the guys who did the Lego movies, what their movie looked like hmm. before they Disney came in and said, oh, hell no. Yeah. Um, they could have done Solo, like Rogue One. And, uh, do it, do it as a comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, yeah. So you were disappointed with Solo. <sighs> uh, like you, I like all of the Star Wars movies. Um, I am My favorite Star Wars movie is Return of the Jedi. Because, again, going back to your thing, when you see the movie, I saw Return of the Jedi for my ninth birthday, and it yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. That I'm space sure. battle that was oh amazing. It's, Even today. Yeah, I'm getting chills. It, it's amazing. It. Like the fact that there was all models and it's just it's fully engrossing. Right. Um, I think that Star Wars is kind of a bad movie. Mm-hmm. A New Hope. I mean, it's it's clunky. The dialogue is terrible. You know, the walls the are moving. Is... The pacing is dreadful. The you know the even though we didn't know at the time the incestuous relationship. Um, Sassy. Woo. But it, uh, but it built the world. Um, you know the prequel movies. There were lots of pieces of it that I, I hated. There were lots of it that I loved. The, the Jedi pieces I loved. I kind of dug the international or the intergalactic politics because it's a large world. Mm-hmm. It's a large universe, and being able to put those pieces in and say what drives all of these machinations and how does the Empire come up? Um, I thought Solo was was it was a Ron Howard movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Ron Howard has made an excellent movie in a very long time. He's very capable. He's very clean. He's very good at what he does, but he's not exciting. Right. Um, he's. It was a movie that didn't need to be made. He's a company man who, they're like, this is our expectation, and they knew he would absolutely deliver the product exactly. they were looking for. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover, or uh, I didn't even think of this until Keegan told me, Don Glover, Don Glover, if you put his mm, name together. I love it. Dong Lover, um, was a delight. Mm. I want his shirt from the end of the movie. That uh, his, like a floral his, shirt one? Yes. Yeah. His impersonation of the actor who played Lando, the older actor, yes. right, is impeccable. Yes. And it just... William December Williams. Wait, what? That's what Billy D. Williams' name William is. William December Williams. December is his so, middle name. That's amazing. So, like, that was a, that was a choice. That was risky. Yes. That was a very risky choice as an actor. But he pulled it off. Yeah. And uh, he pulled it off so much so that if they make another Lando movie, I'm just going to be like... I'll be all over I'll be that. more excited to see a Lando movie than a solo. Yeah, I so like solo. And I think that that would have been a better choice. Have Han be part of the Lando have movie. Have him yes. so. be yes. as much as Lando was in the right. solo Or, or yeah. what you do is you do a Lando and a Boba Fett movie, and then solo I'm sure Lando's going to be in the Boba Fett right. movie. Right. Yeah. And that's like a marketing standpoint. I mean, obviously, for filmmaking. As marketing, having Donald Glover in the film is... Huge because it ties in a different audience that yeah maybe because obviously he's, not he's a huge Star Wars fan. obviously he's like, right now so because he does what Atlanta he's childish Gambino, childish Gambino. he's huge so community he's having, community well. yeah having him in having him yeah. in that movie is huge for fan service I, I liked the scene um, where they're on Mimbim Bim or whatever the yeah. planet is yeah um, Mimbar where they're in the trenches like that dirty part of the world yes. like that's what the the war with the Empire looked like. It yeah. wasn't all stormtroopers. They were the, the best of the I best. I wish we had seen more stuff like that in Rogue One, actually. Yes. I thought, because I liked Rogue One, but it wasn't as gritty as I thought it was going to be. No. Um, I actually thought visually Solo was even darker than Rogue One, mm. uh, but 
the tone was lighter. Yeah. Um, we can, I, don't, I don't think you can get gritty. I don't think they'd allow you to. I did. I don't know what you guys. Oh, think. they did. Like watching people, you know that that whole very World War One esque trench warfare yeah. scene. Yeah. That was pretty. That's brutal. And yeah. Even even with Vader and Rogue One, just yeah. slaughtering that's, at the yes, end. That's yeah, just that it's scene. beautiful, but it's but you love it because it feels so yes old. Right. You love you love seeing. It that. also brings the how terrifying that character was because mm-hmm. he was a big black guy in yeah. in the original movies, but you never really felt that. And you see, like those guys are. They're, they know they're going to die, and they're terrified, and they're going to yeah. die in a horrible way. Right. Um, which they did. Which in the way you can that, see the actors probably yeah. standing at the door the with the guns. Scene. I love that. Uh, all the Star Wars movies I've seen, I think that that was just... For pure really character scene, yeah, that was amazing. Well, he's just taking down these rebels, and the beauty is... And then it just ends with him looking at this ship that I know. I know it. I saw that story. Like, they connected the... Have you seen it the mashup? It's amazing. Well, it's I mean, amazing. I, did. I just want I want to watch them back to back now with no interruptions. Yeah. You know, just no the credits. whole movies, right? But I, I think Solo was a missed opportunity. I I was a little bit disappointed. It was fun. I liked some of the callbacks. I liked you know, I liked the world. Again, the, the cinematography was great and yep. the co- costumes are amazing. Um but it, there was one scene where I thought Alden Elric, is that his name? Uh yeah, Arian Altreich, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this a, wait, is this a character? Or this is the guy who played the Han Solo. The guy who played oh, Han Solo. Oh, you oh, might oh, not have picked up on him because he didn't play it like Han Solo at all. Yeah. Although, there was one near the end where he does this, as he's turning away, he does this sort of face that was 100% Harrison Ford. Right. It was the one time, like, he had, every once in a while he'd hit it, but that was like, yeah. boom, you got it. That was See, that, that was fantastic. Yeah, he, didn't, he, he wasn't so non-Harrison Ford that it bothered me because in my mind, I'm like, we see him at 18, we see him at 19, 20, 21, whatever, a few years later. And 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 I think, what, Harrison Ford's, would you guess, early 30s by the time Star Wars happens or late 20s? I think like, late 20s. Eight or nine years of, is, are going to go he, by and he's going to change, he's going to get cynical, yeah. he's going to calm down a bit. Um, yeah, he's and that's why to, I love the line. He's supposed to be 30. He's supposed to be in Star Wars. In Thirty in okay. Star Wars. Yeah, in the New wow. Hope, because he's supposed to be twelve years older than the twins. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I know I haven't seen Solo, but the the uh, blah, the Darth Maul. Yeah. Is it just like you see him? Like that's it? Yeah, he's a hologram image. Oh, okay. The, and they purposely the started his feet. Is it? <laughs> I did. It's a Ray Park. I like that. So it is Ray Park. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. But it's not his voice. It's not it's his same voice. voice but of it's who? the same voice from the animated film, but it's not the same but voice from Episode One. But it's the actor. But it's him. It is Ray Park. Yep. Yeah, and that was and and they did a good job of keeping that a secret. Um, That's smart. That's uh, awesome. But he has uh, Ray Park has signed on. He signed a contract for two movies, so he's either going to be in the Boba Fett movie or more likely the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. That'd be my guess. And my guess is they will probably kill him off for real in the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. But depending on the timeline, I don't know if it's going to be before or after. Uh, because Obi Wan kills him in Rebels, right? So I don't know if they're gonna depict so that. How in... did they? Okay, because I didn't see that episode. So how did they justify him surviving? Which part? In episode one. So that's actually from Robot Likes. I know. So like, <laughs> exactly. do, they, do they? Do we watch it happen, or does he just explain? We it? encounter him in clone, later episodes of Clone Wars. Okay, is that right? Um, and, and his then a brother too. His brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Savage Opress. Yeah, okay. Like, one of the worst Star He's Wars French. names. He's uh, French. Like, Savage Opress. Really? You could, like, uh, hey, I'm a bad guy. My name is Bad Guy, Bad Guy. <laughs> um, going back to the traditional bad Star Wars Me and Mick Satan. Yeah. <laughs> but that he Cruella he Bill. fell into basically a junk pile and the, his right. rage sustained okay. him and he well and he could be like you you always had I don't know if this, hey Bonner would that be a MacGuffin far. like he's he's of a race where I mean, the blood gone. clots and uh, that's not it was you know, cauterized organ, right? he's cauterized yeah. or maybe they well, don't die that way yeah that's why I'm, I'm like I know I haven't seen Solo but what I'm getting I like it makes me nervous for a Boba Fett movie just because what is it they make the joke that it's five lines in a trilogy yeah <laughs> So it's like, what are they going to... I get I it, they really did the Django, I get it, but I just that makes me nervous. <laughs> the thing that I was nervous about a solo movie, I'm super nervous about a Boba Fett movie. Because part of it is, when we're first introduced to Han Solo, uh, he is in the cantina, and he's kind of a out-for-himself-and-no-one-else guy, and then over the course of the three movies, there's a character arc, and he learns to sort of care about other people and sacrifice make sacrifices for others where he's kind of, even though he's an orphan who's been living on the streets he's kind of mostly happy go lucky and got puppy dog eyes cuz he's got a you know he's got a thing for this girl and solo so i'm like you really expect me to believe in the 10 years between the end of solo and start he becomes that jaded even though growing up an orphan he's still fine i'm like yeah. And yeah, he does have some people betray him in that in, in that movie. Uh, and I know that because they've set it up because he was hired to play Han Solo in two more movies as well. Um, they could do more with it. But even more with Boba Fett, I'm like part of like 95% of the appeal of that character is you don't know shit about him. And he looks awesome. He looks and awesome. He, looks and he keeps <laughs> his mouth quiet. He's he's the man with no name. Right. You know, he, He's basically Clint Eastwood in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, but in space, and first of all, we kind of got an origin story with him in Attack of the Clones, and it's garbage. Uh, and so having him do hijinks and making oh, you are gonna flip out. I want to go to the Boba Fett movie with you when you see sure. it for the Let's first time because yeah. you're gonna be swearing under your breath the entire time. You're gonna be like, well, they want and to Mua Morrison who who played Django Fett and also has played the clones, and apparently. Because he's lobbying hard to play... Uh, Boba Fett? No, to, well, he wants to play Boba Fett, but he's lobbying hard to play Rex, because um, they're talking about putting Rex uh, in, which I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Although, uh, it's canon that Rex was the old rebel trooper in right. Return of the Jedi. Wait, Rex, give me... Who's Rex? Captain Rex. He's one of the clones. He's actually in oh, yes, Attack yes, of the Clones. Yes, yes. I think... The sec- uh, I think so. And, and he leads like into the arena. He leads the I think charge so. in there. But he's he's huge in the Clone Wars movie uh, TV show. Okay. And then he's also they find him again I in Rebels. Remember hearing him as an older. I need to ask guy. something about Solo that I, now I've only seen it once, and I do remember him talking about being an orphan. But I distinctly remember him talking about how his father. Were, uh, he was explaining how his father did some sort of factory work somewhere, and that's what confused me. So was he just? Well, you can, up the story? you can become an orphan. You don't start out as an orphan, necessarily. No, I know. Like, so, after today, so your boys I, will be orphans. No, but what I'm... Yes, yes. <laughs> Clearly, but what I'm saying is, you like, they, you get you get Got the idea for that he was... You get the idea that he was raised on the street. Well, you know, what if it happened when he was 16 or 17? Right. 
Right. As opposed to... I was raised on the streets. When he's like five or six. (laughs) Because what they established at the beginning is this this, uh, guild is sort of sucking in all these really young kids. And then, oh, yeah, no, I had a family and they died. And um, so... That's I, why I bought it, because it was late in coming, and he just found himself on his own. Fair enough. And I, and I think there's got to, that's why there's got to be two or three more movies. He's got he's to not only get betrayed the way we saw him get betrayed um, a, couple, a couple times. He gets betrayed at a couple, on a couple levels. Um, I think it's going to happen even more. Hopefully. Is it two more it after to. Solo or two more including Solo? Uh, two more, but it doesn't say if they're specifically Solo movies or if they're going to... I mean, He just signed on for two more movies. It would be stupid if they put him in the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie because they, don't know. That they obviously don't know each just... other. And he's like, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? No, yeah. should I have? Uh, do you think they'll bring in Jabba if they do well, another I, Solo? I, that, was would... one of, that was actually at the end of Solo. He's like, I hear this. This new gangster yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so tie it all that in. Yep. And I think <laughs> they will probably put uh, Jabba in the Boba Fett movie. And there is a possibility that uh, um, I can't think of her name. Oh, Kira. Yeah. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting because she, not only does she look like a Gelfling, but she has the same name as one of the two <laughs> Gelflings. Uh, uh, which from the Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure she will show up again, um, whether or not it's in the next solo movie or or the. Oh, she has to. That was one of my problems with. I like, think she I, has to. When you when you deal with a prequel and then it's all of a sudden you found this major underworld organization that, that was has, never mentioned. That was never mentioned. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute! I know, like Crimson Dawn, they've never talked about Crimson Dawn. Right. Well, um, but that's okay to me because by the third, there might not be a Crimson Dawn. True. That's, um, that's or fair. they might have explained how it goes by different names on different, whatever. Well, it just sounds like just a feminine hygiene product. I think it would have been, <laughs> if they would have done it as what uh, Prince Zixor from Shadows of the Empire, whatever his, I think that would have been a better way to do it because yeah. then you could have tied it into yes. a less than fantastic portion yes. of it um, without having to introduce something new. I feel like with like all these new prequel movies that they're making, Rogue One Solo, um, I feel like that's why they felt um, Rogue One felt so sweet. Yeah. It's because you don't need to, like, okay, there's everything, and now it's all gone, and now it's like, okay, cool, that makes complete it's one sense. And done. Yeah, be like, okay, there's nothing secret, there's nothing like, oh, that was never mentioned. Yeah. So it felt more sweet that it's like, okay, and it's that's complete like, over here. It's, right. it's tangential, but it's not like, oh, look, it's this. It's but this it makes Skywalker sense to our storyline. Right. Yeah. And then it ends, and you're like, okay, there's nothing that goes forward or back because right. it's already written. It just made sense. So I get why there could be problems with Which is that and Solo. It's kind of how they explained the anthology films originally, how they were going to be standalone, tangential. And then with Solo, clearly they're tying it into the main story. So I'm like, so, but I think the more they do that, the more difficult it's going to be to make true standalone Star Wars films because they'll be like, well, it has to add to the story and throw in some secret little thing. I mean, I would really, going back to what you were saying about the Bounty Hunters, I would love to see like an IG-88 movie or something like that. Someone who has a brief appearance. I mean, you could do, because there's there's two Star Wars, oh no, there's, so there's, Ryan Johnson's got his own trilogy that's yeah. coming out, and then there's the guys who do Game of Thrones are going to be heading yeah. the, the live action show. Wait, I don't TV know about show. this, so what, what's the trilogy that's coming out? So yeah. Ryan Johnson, the guy who ruined uh, the Star Wars saga. <laughs> um, so he did a prequel. Your neckbeard is showing. So Ryan Johnson said your neckbeard is showing. Yeah. Uh, so he, um, he's making a show. 
No, he has been given his own. He will be doing another trilogy after they complete this, but it's not part of the Skywalker story. It, it, happens, it happens in the same time. galaxy, but n- no, not it's, it's not completely unrelated. So he yeah. could yeah. do yeah. like yeah. an right. Republic or cool. future or something. There is some rumor. So at the end of the Last Jedi, when they do the little the thing with the little kid with the broom, um, looking up at the sky, they're like that. That might be a tip of the hat to like his new sequel might be that kid's story you know who knows okay or it could be something totally different so that is coming out so that is i think the first one's supposed to come out in 2022 Mm. and then then the dby's and benioff yeah thrones yeah the two the guys that run game of thrones are going to be heading a live action star wars television show which will be on the disney network so, um, but I, tr- not, I, trust, not, I trust these. Not, these not the yeah. uh, Disney's basically launching their own version of Netflix. Yes, and okay. it's going to be on that. All right. So, and that I think actually starts before Ryan that's, Johnson's trilogy. Yeah, I think that's next year where they're getting all their stuff off. Well, all of this, like Marvel, anything Disney is going to be off of Netflix, Hulu. It's only it's only going to be on the Disney. Yeah, well, makes sense. But that one, like. A, a cool idea, and I've I've talked about this on this podcast before. Is like so the cantina. There's 50 creatures in there. It would be you could do an entire series where each episode is yes. What happened to each of those characters that to ends with them back. walking into the cantina? They, like, it's brilliant. They had a, a series of books idea. back in the really? expanded universe. Um, Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, mm-hmm. where they went and they went around and did the stories, awesome. and they tales from Jabba's palace. That could easily be a, a series. Um, and there was a, another one from I don't remember where it was from, but that that had the same Tales from the Death Star Man's Room. <laughs> that you had to Spicy. you had to look for that one. Yeah. That was sold at the used bookstore there in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. The real real shady one, sure was. But yeah. Mm. I mean, there's so many things that they can mind. Yeah, and and but there's so many characters that are briefly shown that uh, you don't give. I mean, they mentioned Aura Singh in Solo. You could make an Aura Singh movie, and that would be interesting just to see. They covered a lot of her in Rebels and Clone right. Wars. Um, made her more than just what she was. She was a pretty interesting character. Yeah, uh, or um, Asajj Ventress. I'd even be interested to see like what's her name. Uh, Zam Wessel, who was just in Attack of the Clones and then dies, mm-hmm. but like, be interested to see, you know, maybe not a whole movie with her, but have if you did something during that time frame, have just her a little show episodic up. type thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be really interesting to do. I'm more interested in that than Han Solo movies, and um, you know, because they've talked about, oh, well, eventually let's do a Luke Skywalker in the wilderness movie. No. And you're like, oh. it's just going to be him. Eating porridge and you know <laughs> growing his being beard. Grumpy. Yeah, uh, it's just fan service at this point. They're yeah. just trying to. I think they. I think they stick with the Marvel route. Like yep. you have your Star Wars movies, which is the Last Jedi, right. and and then you you know those which are your Avengers, with the Avengers. Which are Avengers, and then you have your standalones. You have your in Marvel's just the way Marvel's doing it. They're nailing it on the head. Yeah, everything is a box office success. There will be classics in the future. Yeah, Solo is... I'm actually going to pull up the phone right now because I think Solo is the, the least successful one that they've done. Well, I know it's the least successful Box one they've done. Box office-wise? Yeah, they were yeah. at like $125 million first weekend. They were very... Wow. They had to re-revise their estimates down a really considerable amount. Well, because Last Jedi was until Infinity War. Yes. Was the most top-grossing weekend yeah. until Infinity War. Yeah. Is there a bathroom in here? 
Tom the stairs. Yeah. So right now... Make sure you edit that out. So, yeah. <laughs> Solo is at 280 million, but it's been out almost... Two weeks? I think it's three weeks. I think this is the third weekend. Wow. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's definitely the lowest. Like, I, I think it's pretty safe to... And that's worldwide, by the way. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty safe to assume that it will not hit a billion dollars, which will be the first of the Disney Star Wars movies not to hit a billion dollars. Um, I mean... The Last Jedi did more more business than Rogue One, and or I'm sorry, Force Awakens did more business than Rogue One and The Last Jedi. But that makes sense. Yeah, and I but I think The Last Jedi did more business than Rogue One because I think more people it were. Yeah, it's a part of the trilogy. And I, I know people were confused with Rogue One, especially because it was the first one that was not immediately. He didn't follow up The Last Jedi, so casual fans were really confused. They're like, "How come none of those characters are in this?" I'm like. Because I had to explain it to a yeah. bunch of people. I'm like, it takes place right before the first Star Wars movies. They're like, right. In between. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm like, it's basically episode 3.85. It's yeah. like that. It's like the end. So I remember I remember wondering about who these Bothans were when I was a kid. And Mon Moth was like, many Bothans died so that yeah. we could get this information. So like they're part of that story. It's just crazy. I just love it. There's a lot of, I mean, kind of going back to my point about Boba Fett and not caring, like not wanting to see it. Like, um, your mind fills in gaps when you don't know what it is. Like, um, you know, when Han Solo first talks about, it, he's like, "Never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs." I had no idea what that meant, but that captivated me. Mm. Seeing the Kessel Run done in less than 12 parsecs, boring as shit. <laughs> Stupid. And I'm like, why are you talking about this for 40 years in these movies? Like, it, I mean, it was like a legendary thing. And like, so much of it was just, I mean, when George Lucas wrote that, he did not have anything in mind. It was space gobbledygook. It was supposed was having, to be impressive. Right. And uh, that's it. And it sounds impressive without yeah. having no idea what yes. it means. And, and that's, that's ultimately the thing, because. Solo was so much fan service. I feel like Star Wars obsessive fans oftentimes are the ones that kind of ruin it because they're like, oh, I need to know what that means. Yeah. No, you don't. No. They and when you do, yeah. it's it's dumb. Okay. okay. But but what they did that I did like, so uh, because I agree with you. I like Solo, by the way. Uh, you like Solo. Yeah. But so so one thing one thing that they explained it that I liked because so because they surprised us. Yeah. So so you know he's gonna win the Millennium Falcon, but you just don't know how. Oh, this is the card game where he does it. Wait, what? He loses? Mm-hmm. Sorry, there were so many I don't care. Here. So he's losing the game and then you're like Wait, I would have not been here if I didn't care. And that I liked because it was small and then at the very end they're like, Oh, okay, this is how he's gonna right. get it. I had always thought that the dice which are hanging on the rear view mirror, uh, but in only the Millennium Falcon. in A New Hope. Only in A New Hope, yeah. And then and then they show up in The Last Jedi. I had always assumed, and it had been mentioned in some of the comics and stuff, that those were the dice that he won the Falcon from, and they're not used at all. He's had them the whole time. And I'm just like, especially where, like, him and Gelfling are these, these <laughs> uh, uh, orphans who live in on the streets and trying to make any money they can. You've got gold dice! Those would have been sold long ago. Were they gold? Yeah. No. They they were they real gold? Space gold. They weren't real gold. No. Space gold. But, uh, uh, I, so this is me becoming an, uh, a grumpy old man, but... It happens. Yeah. Um, that, car, that car chase scene, mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, why? 
How do you make a hairpin turn on a floating car? Oh, <laughs> oh God wants to bring physics. In. I, well, I do. In, 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 like, I, how do you make noise in space? How do you drop bombs in in, in no gravity? Situation? See, that doesn't bother me because you can you the can momentum have of, momentum yeah. or a magnetic okay. field at the bottom right. that pushes them down. Like I can explain a lot. This this oh, sound wait. thing. You can wait. You can so wait. So I'm going. Think of, you're I have a, the inertia. You're in a hovercraft. I have inertia, and I turn, and you keep going this way. You're going to turn your thing, but because there's no... You would keep going this, but... There's then, nothing to keep you back. But aren't there jets yeah. that would turn it anyway? Right. So, but this is... <laughs> but yeah, that bothers me. Another thing that bothers me, and this is my you know, terrible nerdness as well, is thinking about evolutionary biology and looking at so many things like, why would you evolve with a head that's this much larger know, than your shoulders? You can't you ask that you can't ask those questions. Who has a big head? I'm sure. Name Num. His head is huge. The Admiral Akbar, like, and why? Are you, face. And why are you wearing a shirt that you have to pull over this large head? And it's not a button. They already tell Velcro. There's. The, have you seen their hands? Yes. <laughs> They're webbed hands. How? Like you wouldn't design a spaceship like that. Yeah. So you know this. Was, there, there's a lot of stuff that I. That's just as me but getting older. Because I think like. The newer movies are just trapped with whatever in the late seventies. They're like, "Hey, it's a science fiction movie. Let's give." Up. I did like yeah, they kept the button pushies, toggle switches in Solo. You know, because when you went back to uh, the prequels, everything was shiny and nice and yeah. more more futuristic. And now they go, "Well, how do we retcon that? How does it awesome here?" They'll be like, "I've got my iPhone, and in twenty years, I'm using." An right. old car phone right. type thing. I, I did like how they included that. I also liked how most of the droids were clunky yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also liked, and because I don't want to spoil this for Travis, even though people listening, if you've seen Soul, you already know, but I love the visual design of en- <laughs> Enfys Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they, I mean, and they kind of set up that they might be doing more with that character, obviously, um, which... Once that was set up, I was like, hey, I don't really care about that that much, but it it it, it looked cool, um, and that's the thing they've always kind of had. They usually have a cool looking bad guy in in every Star Wars movie. And was it Warwick Davis's character is the same one from that, Episode One, from who's, episode who's one. like on the dais with both oh, with Jabba the Hutt, yeah, 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 which is. You know, if you know Solo, like you, you, it's basically it's an interesting character arc over that those twenty years that you know, or thirty years that character uh, goes from being uh, a, a hanger on and lackey of Jabba the Hutt to one of the people who helped start the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I, I, you know, I, I kind of like that where it doesn't matter to the story, but if you if you are a nerd. A little about it, you know. You're like, oh, that's cool. Right. And I'd like mm-hmm. to. I, I like seeing stuff like that. I've seen Solo twice now, and I haven't spotted it. But one of the Easter eggs is one of the things because Dryden Voss is also a collector. He's got a whole collection of stuff. Because yep. one of the early shots of Paul Bettany and that was with the Mandalorian armor behind, yep. and I was like, so is he a Mandalorian or what? And then when, uh, uh, you know, it, when when you see him in the movie, you see that he just has just a cachet of random shit and and one of them which it didn't occur to me that this is what it was um but it was a nod to because it's a solo movie and Lawrence Kasdan wrote it it's actually a nod to the Indiana Jones thing the yes. giant crystal skull 
There was also the monkey head from the yeah, first one. Yeah, from the first one. But there is also an Ewok in uh, in one of the glass cases. But oh, I haven't really? spotted it. Huh. Yeah, it's just... It's, I've fantastic. seen it on a couple things. Hmm. And I'm just like, okay, well... Well, that sort of... There goes that theory that, like, nobody knew about these weird little creatures living on there. Like, when they get on Endor and they're like, oh, hmm. there's... But, uh... And did you know that the um, headless servant is a creation of Dr. Ebazon? I did not. That's Who's the, the guy who... We're wanted men. Yeah. I've got the death sentence in 12 oh, yeah. Adrian told me that. I didn't know. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one of his guys was also in Rogue One. I didn't even see him at the time, but yes. there is a character that has no yes. head. Well, oh. Those two characters are in there, but one oh, of yeah. his creations is in the scene where they're blowing up the tanks. Oh, He's this like large guy who has no head, but has his body with a, with a big gun. Oh, wow. huh. so I, did, awesome. I did a little falling into the Wikipedia the other right. day. So. <laughs> so his son Adrian's the one who just graduated high school uh, yesterday. He got his first tattoo, what, like two months ago, something yeah. like that? So his first tattoo is a matching tattoo that I have. He didn't get it because I got because it's a Star Wars one, it's that. But I got this the year that Adrian was born, so it's kind of cool. Oh, that's really cool. The Force Awakens was his first Star Wars movie in the theater. Yeah, and I didn't even know that at the time. It didn't even occur because he would have been too young for the prequel. Because even um, uh, Revenge of the Sith was ninety nine, and that no, no, that was Phantom. 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 Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Revenge of the Sith was two thousand five or two thousand five. Was just too intense. So that was my first. Yeah. For that, was Revenge of the Sith. That was the first PG thirteen Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, but he he told me like a few years ago. That was your first one. Yeah, like that. That's awesome. He's like, I loved it. That, I think that's why he he's loved all these. Yeah. But it was just. Imagine sitting there. I love that movie. I thought that movie was fantastic. I was grinning, even though I ripped my pants <laughs> climbing over a railing in the theater. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, I spent that entire movie just like beaming throughout the entire thing because it was so excellent. For me, that was um, whenever people bring up how derivative of the original trilogy The Force Awakens was, I was like, I don't care. This felt like Star Wars to me, where the prequels did. Did not feel yeah. like it, I was like this is the feeling I had hoped for seeing the other three, and I was like I felt like I was eight years old again yeah, in, the, exactly. in the movies, that's and I was like want. yeah, that's what I wanted. Um, which is part of why I think I like Solo more than I was expecting to, because it was fun and it was also like because Last Jedi was such a downer, and this was mm. this was very surface Star Wars. There right. wasn't like a deep story. Like I, I love Han Solo, but I also don't really give a shit about Hansel as far as like what's going on in his inner workings and whatnot. Cause you, you know that right. story later on, like, so I don't really care about his origin story and I don't need it to be some weird brooding <clears throat> thing. Like it, it, I mean, did we need a Hansel movie? Absolutely not. No. Especially not as the second standalone right. movie. Like I could understand if they had done like 10 and they're like, you want to do a Han Solo one? Yeah, sure. It's also hard riding off of Force Awakens when he, the character just had recently died. Sure. And then it's like, all right, we're bringing it back just because, like, oh, he's not gone. He's right. always going to be here because we can do these kinds of movies. Right. And Last Jedi also kind of felt, my opinion, when I first saw Last Jedi, it felt kind of sour just because riding off of how amazing Rogue One was. Right. So it's kind of like you had this expectation, like, oh, my God, these movies are going to be. Because right. Force Awakens Rogue One was um, were amazing back to back. Then you get Last Jedi, which had like false expectations for some people, right. which why it felt so disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I think it was also, there's so much toxic fan culture around 
The Last Jedi too. Sure. Like I'm totally okay that people don't like the movie. It's fine. Sure. But when you the the way that people express their displeasure, like the whole you know forcing Kelly Tran off of Instagram, you know, okay, you don't like the character, but you don't have to attack her yeah, personally and threaten her with death and people rape. Did. And, that, oh, was, yeah. that was like what last week, right? Yeah, yeah it was this yeah, week. Fairly recently. Like, who's which actress was this? Rose, Rose right? Rose. Rose. She well was trending on Twitter, and then Mark Hamill stepped up and said, posted a picture with her and was defending her, and yeah. that's just too much. And Ryan Johnson did the same thing. Yep. And, you know, so many of the I, I don't know if Ryan Johnson helped it because I think most of the people that hated her probably hate Ryan Johnson. Yep. Yeah, but it, you know, it's it's like. That's why I, I love all the stars movies because I don't have any really grand expectations of them. Sure. Like Empire was a great movie. It's not an amazing film. You shut your mouth. See, I disagree. I think Empire Strikes Back is an amazing film. Well, and that's and I'm that's awesome that you have that yeah, opinion. I don't feel that I do. way. I go into Star Wars. I go. This is escapism. Ah. I go to have fun. I go to worry about how does <laughs> the hovercraft do, fun. do yeah. tight turns yeah. like that. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. My childhood was awesome, and a movie does not rape my childhood. If your childhood has been raped by a movie, I'm really sorry for right. you. You had – there's something wrong with you. Well, and right. you can love something as a kid and them do a new, like, installment of it that you don't like, and it shouldn't change how you enjoy right. the sure. original. G.I. Joe. I love G.I. Joe. Yeah. This is terrible. It's ridiculous, and it's so stupid. Thundercats Again, the same way. your mouth. <laughs> but it is. Um, but I can. I still. I love the figures. You know. I love yeah, yeah. looking at. I love when you get new action figures. I'm like today. I'm like, oh, Tomax and Zaymont. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found them in Exeter yesterday. Uh, there's a there's this little comic book store, and they have a ton of loose figures. And Tomax yeah. and Zaymont were those the, the twins? The twins in GI Joe. Yeah. One has the scar. The, yes. One of them has a shoulder guard I on have, the right. One on the and they're very Corsican brothers. I, and, I was only, yeah, I only was able to get one as a kid. Bradley's didn't have the other one, and I kept going. They were sold as a set. What are you talking about? No, then, then, then my, I don't know why I only had one. They're like, we're so poor, we I know. know. <laughs> maybe I could. But I'm like, away, you can get Zayma God, later. Maybe I, maybe like, I did a trade, you might have but I was never able someone. to get the other one, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. I, I have a real hard time with a lot of the fan culture now. That makes me not want to be a part of it. I'd love, like, this is awesome. I'd love, I really wanted to do this discussion. Yeah. When you initially yeah. proposed it, um, because I love being able to talk about this stuff and as as mature adults talking about toys and and, right. and movies and stuff. But man, there's so many angry people out there, and they're just terrible. I can't. Listen, they're just angry, and there are other versions of them out there oh, yeah. that want to break windows because their sports team doesn't win a but, game, yeah. a child's game, right? So like, there's just this like I yeah. want to vicariously live through someone else. And- it, just, it just makes it really hard to enjoy a lot of this stuff and, you know, to know that there's so many people put so much time and effort and money into it and then be like, well, you're a, you're a stupid asshole because, right. yep. you know, you put a woman in this movie. Yeah. Well, it's like when I saw, it was like the same thing I went with. I live with uh, six of my best friends. Right now, all sure. of us are, <laughs> it's great and smelly. Yeah. Um, we're all between 22 and 24 years old. Um, and we all went and saw it together. Am I the old man in the group? What's that? Am I the old man in the group? No, he's I, I'm older. How old is he? 78. Looks 78. great. Looks great. great. I am uh, looking good for <laughs> And having small children at 78, that's, <laughs> yes, that's brave. Good for you. But wait, wait. Well, what are you saying? So, so, like, I'm 22. Um, seeing Last Jedi with all your friends and then all of them didn't like it. And I kind of was like, I wanted to like it really bad. Like, when yeah. I first saw it. But it was so hard on the car ride home. 
hearing everyone bicker about how shitty this was and how terrible this was. And it's like, you kind of can't help. Like when you hear all like, the, like you said, the fan service, and it's like, people are like hating it so much. And then I watched it by myself a second time and was like, okay, like, maybe I gave this a little bit. It's just harder when you see all this negative stuff and you're kind of like, well, yeah, Rose is terrible. But then you're like, wait, no, it's a character. I get right. it. Like I completely get why people don't like it, but it's like, it's serving is regardless serving story ryan johnson's trying to tell us yeah. yeah which is why i i mean i see it in a filmmaking perspective so like jj abrams i thought did a great job with force awakens and then that made me want to see the new uh star trek series just because i knew he did those yeah, movies I, I liked yeah i liked the first two the third one was kind of the man, filmmaking is just yeah. awesome and yeah, i can yeah. see the inspiration for both star trek star trek star wars fans um so is he signed on to do nine? Yes. JJ? See, that makes me want to go see nine even more. Just because I like JJ Abrams as a filmmaker. A I, lot of I his forget, movies I am a fan of. Was it I forget who was originally attached to it, but they were let go. It was, it was Colin Trevorrow who does Jurassic World. Right. Yes. And I don't know if he left or if they I, but clearly he, it was creative he, things. He and dropped I think, out for Jurassic World 2 production. And I'm sure that they're just like all right, let's just bring back J.J. Abrams. He's the one who made us a ton of money, and kind of this was his idea. I mean, because you know he, he was EP on Last Jedi, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yep. yeah. And I, I wonder a little bit now if he's like, all right, let me fix some of this. <laughs> that's what I was. That's <laughs> when I saw he was yeah. when Colin Trevorrow got kicked off, and I saw J.J. I was like, okay, maybe there's a there's hope, right? Like right. it'll be amazing, but um, at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me that like. I think about is the fact that I'm like, okay, as a 42-year-old man, in the last four years, there have been four Star Wars movies for me to overanalyze and bitch and complain <laughs> about. And I'm like, I never in, you know, in my wildest dreams 20 years ago would have thought that. I didn't know that we were going to get four more Star Wars movies at all, much less in the space of four years, because it took six years to get all three of the, all three of the prequels. prequels. And, you know, before that, we had waited... Uh, 16 years for that I mean which felt a lot longer when I was a kid I was like I wonder if they're ever going to make another Star Wars right. movie and then by the time like 5 or 6 years had passed I'm like yeah I don't think they're ever going to make another right. one and then when they announced it I was like oh awesome and then after seeing them I'm like sort of awesome <laughs> so and you were talking about Solo and, and how much it took it in but there's you know there's the risk of fan fatigue I think I so I don't necessarily agree with that well, well, this is what I mean. So, so you have us, and we're going to watch Star Wars when we're ninety, and then you have like my kids who are sixteen and fourteen, and I introduced them, and then they started watching some of them. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep churning out one or two a year for the next ten years, that you just can't. I mean, we can speculate, but there's the risk of it just becoming. Just something that is so ubiquitous that it doesn't have as much value. It's, it, people will like it, but right. they don't feel it the way we well, do. Well, and I think you were upstairs getting snacks when he brought up the point that, like, basically the, the main story is, like, the Avengers movies, and then you can do the individual movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but, so, there's, I mean, there's a new Marvel movie, like, every other week. Yeah. And they're still making gobs and gobs of money and still being well-received. So I don't know yeah. if fan fatigue is It's probably a, a, right. a risk, but I don't know if it's... fantastic films. If yeah. All. Okay. <laughs> all I do. I think all. I think Marvel's doing it right. I think they're doing a great job. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're all fantastic. Um, films, that's, that's but fair. I think they're. I think they're that's all fair. very well Marvel, crafted. Mar- see, Marvel's going to have a problem because what 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 they had the luxury of doing is taking all of these people that were created over the course of thirty years, these characters over the course of thirty years, 
and you're going to have to reinvent new superheroes as you get into the 2020s, 2030s, 2040s, or revamp. You know, you don't have to. That's well, the beauty of Marvel Comics is you just get a new dude to play him. So you get a new Captain You get a black America. Spider-Man. You so, get a woman, a woman Captain America yeah, or a woman Thor. Right, right. So, so you get a NBA player to play Chewbacca. So, right, so if you stay Woo! on the timeline long enough, Iron Man is just gonna just get a, a, a new Iron Man, right? So what happens to Captain America? There's a new Captain America, right. and, and I think it just gets like it just gets watered down because right. then like you got to reboot it. That you have to reboot it at some because he was Captain point. America at one point because um, people will just get tired of it. That's why the, all of the original Avengers are gonna die. And they're going to be able to go with the next movie. I wish they had the balls to do that. I think they will. Next movie, right? Next movie. They're all going to die. And that that way they can focus more on Ant-Man and the whole new generation. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Yeah, yeah. Except for Scarlet. They have to keep Scarlet Dragons because I love her. That's all. Yes. Yes. Uh, Any final uh, thoughts on Solo and the the direction that Disney's going with? Well, there's a rumor that Kathleen Kennedy's going to Step down, Ooh, uh, really? which uh, it's it's just been trending in the last couple days. Which I I don't I I'm okay with. I don't think she's necessarily been. I mean, she's basically the CEO. I don't think she's really has a whole lot of input to the creative direction of it. Uh, I think it's more. Um, this is how we make more money. Now let's find the creative people to do it. And I think part of the rumor of her stepping down stems from the fact that. Solo did poorly. Solo is not doing well. And it's funny because it, it's gotten back its budget, but I guess it, it needs to make $540 million to break even with all the marketing, and it's made about half that so far. And it hasn't done well overseas, right? No, and it's the Which first Star Wars movie that has not done well overseas. Well, that's hard. I see as a, as a business standpoint, I see how that's tough for people. Because mm. yeah, they want to make as many movies as they can, and want fans to get what they want but at the same time it's like yeah it's hard to it's such a hard market with yeah. especially with reboots and prequels and i mean but 250 million dollars is a lot to put into a movie like that too which um because I, I mean i think they spent 300 million on the last jedi and it it looks it but like i th- i think going forward these these no pun intended these solo movies the standalone movies <laughs> are going to be scaled back a little bit. They don't all need to be huge spectacles. And there's, I mean, uh, I mean, case in point, the whole battle on the train thing looked cool, but wasn't necessarily needed to get that point across. And, you know, it's a big centerpiece of the movie, and it's probably 15 to 20 minutes of the film. And well, um, How much did you have to pay Tandy Newton? Mm. Not that much. Hopefully not that much. Uh <laughs> That was the thing too. That like each one of the, and they did it with both Rogue One and this. They introduce a whole slew of new characters that you're supposed to be invested in that you're never going to see again. You know. Well, but so Solo might be the like a branch on a tree that ends up that ends up interconnecting a Boba Fett, a Lando, a Solo, all of them. You have this whole storyline, and you can even get Obi Wan without Solo ever meeting him because you have these characters. So they've. If they're like, if I was setting it up as a, as a as a writer, I would have them all interconnected, but as a branch off from the main story. Right. I, I, I think my biggest my biggest problem with Solo was there was a lack of stakes. Like the three people, you, these guys are going to live. It doesn't matter what happens to these guys. Right. 
at least in, you know, because there was no end game yeah. there, you know, okay, he gets the Millennium Falcon. That, that was essentially, he meets Chewbacca, gets his gun, and gets the Millennium Falcon. Those are the three things that they really had to do. Whereas in Rogue One, the end game was getting the Death Star planes. Once you learn that that's what was going on. So getting there when you know that oh, well, these guys are going to die, but how do they get to this point? Because I don't know this story. I know that eventually they get you there. You don't even know they're all going to die. So you're just right. rooting and you're hoping that some of them live right. because you, they could technically live and yeah. then they don't. And by the end, you kind of give and a shit about right. everybody. Yeah. You're like, wow, I really... And then like when the... I don't, I'm bad the poor, the poor pilot guy who like, was like, oh man, you got you got killed in a really shitty yeah. way. That sucks. Who, Bodhi? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. I did like that uh, two tubes who who was part of uh, yes what's his name's crew Forrest Whitaker's crew in Rogue One shows up in Solo. So I, I didn't notice that, oh, but that's cool. Yeah. But so it, there was just I, I think he that, does. yeah he's in the the, the, he's, the he's, biker gang. He's part of Enfys Nest. Oh, gang. That, yeah, yeah. At the end, he's yeah. one of the most one of the better design characters. And I would agree. Fandom. But th- that was my I think that was my biggest disappointment. Was it like I don't I don't care. There's no, there's nothing that's making me care about this stuff. I like the characters and I like how it looks, but there's no end game. And that's well, that's, and if it was, if I knew that the end game was something out here, which, like you said, involved all of these interconnected webs, that would be something different. But as a standalone movie, I was like, yeah, okay, it's a bunch of red shirts and, and Han Solo. Right. Cool. Well, that's the thing with, like you were saying, Crimson Dawn, and again with Enfys Nash, you're like, these are all interesting but I know it's going to come up nothing because it's not mentioned in the main story at all. So it's going to be, it's going to fizzle out. I mean, it would be interesting if they introduced a character in solo and then, you know, did something in another standalone movie. And then you found out, Oh, that's Snoke. And right. like, you know, something like that where, right. you know, it, you kind of, it, it plays along the lines, you know, further down the line or, I mean, there's, Long been rumor that Jar Jar Binks was going to reappear in the Force Awakens, and then Jar Jar Binks, Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, the theory, so good. (laughs) One of the best. One of the most interesting fan theories that I had heard before the Last Jedi came out, and I don't read a lot of them, but uh, my buddy Adam said to me, he's like, "It's really interesting." Was that Snoke was actually Mace Windu? Uh, I heard that. I have not heard that. That's a riot. Had some skin like. Well, the whole thing. That whole thing was because of the lightning, the lightning strikes to the Palpatine and how pale it made him. That you know, uh, and and most of because at that point we had only seen Snoke as a hologram too. Right. We didn't really know what the you know the color of his skin was. And I wanted him to be tiny. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> so did I. Or just how big the hologram was because yeah. like he's a huge thing. Yeah. One or the other. So what do you think is going? To, what do you think the end game is going to be in whatever the next movie is? Does Kylo, nine? does Kylo Ren get turned? I honestly... Or does, if I thought they were going to just keep continuing the story with more and more trilogies, I would think that it, it would be interesting. Not that I even want this to happen, but it would be an interesting thing if if Rey turned uh, and Rey became the new... Like, if it ended on a down note, but they, they should have done that in episode two to resolve it in three. So I... Uh, the only way that I can think of to sort of redeem Kylo Ren is if he ultimately sacrifices himself to save something. But, you know, both of his parents are dead at this point. Like, the only thing I can think of is to save Rey from something. But that that sort of insinuates that there's something more menacing than Kylo Ren in the next movie. 
you have I, a question? I, this is what I say. I say you you get him to the point where he wants to save himself, but Ray does. And it's in Ray's sacrifice that you see him become a redemptive character, fully redemptive, because he you get him to the point where he really sees that he that he's with her, he's in line with her, right. but it's her that dies. And then that's where he's like, oh man, now I've got to like, because I've got to go on beyond that. He's like the Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, where you in season one, you're like this. You're oh, speaking great to me. Uh, now. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Yeah. So and, and so so that's like sure those, that Hebrew. So like my my favorite characters. Yeah, ancient Hebrew. Those so my favorite characters are the redemptive characters, and and then you think they're going to do one thing and something else happens to sort of pull the rug out from under them. And then they're left with this lingering, how do I redeem myself? And I would love to see that. My favorite characters are the bad guys with cool helmets. Yes. Well, well they could destroy it halfway through. Because the bad guys always have. What about you? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I don't, I'm very interested because again, last Jedi went in a completely different direction that I think a lot of diehard fans didn't think it was going to go. I don't know what to expect for nine. Um, especially now with Luke dead, Han's obviously gone, and then now Carrie Fisher is obviously gone. So her character will probably resolve some very quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know. I really have no clue what they could do. Like with the whole Kylo Ren redeeming himself, Snoke is already gone. Like you said earlier, um, we don't know if we will be able to see glimpses of him again yeah. or if we'll see glimpses of Luke again. I, I know Daisy Ridley signed for this last movie, right. and then she's done. Yeah, I think Disney has a wonderful opportunity to write a final chapter on the dangers of democracy slipping into fascism and do some sort of allegorical nod to the times, but keep it a good story. Right. I mean, because I mean, this is how democracy dies because, with thunderous applause. Yes. Because like this is how like they're gonna win. They're gonna win a war against the empire, but you'll see the seeds of it, its potential, and that's how you get into the cyclical like. It, because they're going to have this big, huge, epic conflict, which I thought, which they should have resolved in Return of the Jedi. I think the next three movies should have been about when you win the war, how do you maintain peace and democracy? And, and, and it should have been some sort of internal conflict about the potential of that rising up again. But nope. They're still the Nazis are still out there. They're still powerful. They're so right. now you've got to have They're this final battle. <laughs> and you're gonna have this final battle, and then you're gonna have the you know the equivalent of the Ewok celebration with fireworks. And so I don't see how you avoid that, but maybe they will. But then if you don't have that resolution, well, how, does, how do you end this nine chapter saga? Because they're not gonna go beyond it, correct? No, 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 but they will. They will. Oh, for this they're going to add like yeah. chapter 10, 11, 12? Well, billions of dollars does strange things. To no, I, I know there'll be more movies. I don't know if oh. it's if it's. But will they continue oh, well, off okay. of the original? Anyway, yeah, I don't if, if the, Billy Dee's just have to save everybody. In none. Mm-hmm. Him and his mustache. Wait, I hope so. Vast collection of capes. Yeah. Scarves, sashes, and capes. Um, I don't want him to be redeemed. I want him to die. Kyle Ren? As a bad guy. Because I think one of the things, and I've just started exploring this, was in my own head, is a lot of the most recent movies have been about choices that you make. And he has every step of the way chosen to go as a bad guy. And I want to see him choose all the way to the end that I'm a bad dude and this is what happens to the bad guys. I mean, because Redemptive Arc is so overplayed. Your grandfather was redeemed. Oh, yeah, good job. (laughs) Whereas Anakin was... Sort of fell into being a bad guy because he was a fucking moron. But isn't that what Anakin did? But he didn't. But he went all the way and he could have made the choice and he still was like, 
fuck it, I'm going to try to do the backflip even though you're above me and, you know, you're going to cut off my legs. So Anakin did that. Well, and- I, I think Anakin was more of a force of nature style thing. He okay. was He was almost shaped into that because of everything that had led up to it. Whereas, you know, um, uh, Kylo Ren is a perfect epitome of a upper middle class white dude mm. who has embraced uh, white nationalism or mm. misogyny or, or any of this stuff. And he, he comes from privilege. He comes mm. from comfort. And right. he's decided that he needs to be a bad guy. Mm. So I think that would be a much more interesting story to tell. Yeah. And again, topical. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets the mask back, though. Yeah. I like that mask. He's pretty odd. Adam Driver did do a good job. Yeah. I think he I was a good cast. Uh, you, Scott, when you see Boba Fett and you are uh, so angry. <laughs> Throwing things oh, off his head. I can't turn and throttle you. You see him scratching the Boba Fett tattoo off his arm. What do you? What is your final thoughts on Disney and overall future of Star Wars? I mean, I like I like uh, what they're doing. They're taking some. Tr- I, I wish they would take more risks, and I wish they would kind of take uh, a, a page from the book that Marvel's doing and trust the individual directors to put their own stamp on it, rather yeah. than being so strict on this is how a Star Wars movie has to be. But like the Last Jedi and Force Awakens, going into Episode Nine, I'm I'm not trying to figure it out beforehand because part of the joy of those movies when I was a kid was. When you were a kid, you were not like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And I gotta f-. You're just watching the movie and enjoying it. And that's how I'm going to approach episode nine. And I'm also, I'm kind of holding my actual judgment on The Last Jedi until I see episode nine. Just for the simple fact that a lot of people forget that a lot of people hated Empire Strikes Back when that came out. Because it was so different from the first one. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have anything else to compare it to. Now, you know, we have ten Star Wars movies. So... Yes, inevitably, whatever comes out is going to have some similarities, some, and it will have some stuff different. And they're like, I've never seen that in a Star Wars movie. Good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, And there's going to be some you like more than others. But, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I just love the fact that there's been four Star Wars movies in four years for us to debate and bitch about. And I didn't like this, and I didn't like that. Yeah, there's. I got to see four <laughs> Star Wars movies in the last four years. And they were all... Better than the ones that we got a decade before. Yep. Uh, so, you know. I like going to parades and seeing little girls dress up as Jedis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and all of that, awesome. like that whole, oh, yeah, you're so cute. And I like going on the internet and seeing girls with daddy issues dress up as well, scantily clad Jedi. That's a different podcast. <laughs> you can edit his last sentence out where it just ends with, I like to go. Yeah. Little girls dress. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any final thoughts from you? Um, yeah, like you said, just more Star Wars movies. It's awesome. We yeah. have to go and ex- like explore this universe, and it will never end. They could go on forever, and we could be here talking about it forever. And it's cool that as one movie or novels or TV shows, like it's always going to give us something to talk about. Yeah. And it's cool that a film franchise, book series, whatever, can do that. And it's going to be around and talked about for till the end of time. Yeah. And Hasbro, start making better figures. Again. Oh, God. This three and a half inch figures are so bad. They're too thin. They're too small. Although, I will say, because they introduced the vintage line, which is basically replacing the three and three quarter, the black series yeah. line. They're the same figure. I mean, some of them are literally the same figures, just repackaged. Uh, I did pick up the Hoth Rebel 
soldier last night, which is the hardest one to find. Oh, um, and I didn't pick it up because I'm like, oh, it's rare. Because as you can see on Instagram, I open stuff yes. up. Uh, but I was like, it's a really nice figure, especially for a figure that it's not even an actual character. It's just a, 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 a catch-all rebel soldier, but it's it has really nice articulation. It's one of the nicest three-and-three-quarter figures I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a Jawa and a... From Solo, the, the Death Squad commander guys at Target right now. I almost bought them last night. The six-inch. Oh, yeah. I um, I didn't re-buy the Death Squad commander because they were... They were the helmets are different. They're well, they released them for the 40th anniversary, um, which drove people nuts when I bought those and opened them. They're like, you're supposed to keep them on the package. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm 42. If I'm buying toys, I'm going to open them. <laughs> uh, but they... they redid it with a different face, mm. better face printing technology. I'm like, I can't justify buying right. two twenty dollar Death Star commanders. Uh but I did end up buying the Jawa twice, not realizing it, but I'm like, it's fine to have two Jawas right. in my collection. So yeah. Uh on that nerd note, uh thanks for being a part of this guys. I got it. It's good to do.